You know where you at? K100, you bastards. K-100. Let's get it. K100 Radio, I'm your host, Blizzard. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Ah, I'm happy to be here. You happy to be here? I hope so. 347-934-0966. But of course, you may want to jump on our social feeds for this one and check out this commentary. We're, we're back for the first MICC Music Industry Conference call of 2018, man. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a special producer's uh, edition. Uh, we got... A great lineup of guests, man. Right now, I'm going to bring my co-host for the day over, uh, the creator of the music industry, uh, Crash Course, who brought this idea to me for us to do this whole music industry uh, empowerment and uh, teaching uh, segment over here at Cable 100 Radio. Uh, the homie Mugs a Million. Mugs, what's going on, bro? What's happening? What up? What up with your blizzard, everybody, man? K100, everybody tuning in, man. What it do? What it do? What's going on, homie? All right, man. Man, you got it, bro. So let's go ahead and get into it, man. We got our first MICC Music Industry Conference call of the year, man. And like I said, we setting off with the producers. The producers had a had a had a, a little bit of tad of controversy uh, going on around the uh, end of the year, beginning of the year, with a couple of producers airing out some of the labels, and that just sparked me to say, you know what? We've never had an all producers uh, edition of the MICC. So I said, why not start 2018 off with that? You dig? You know what I'm saying? Welcome, everybody, on Instagram Live, Facebook Live. What's happening with y'all, man? Who's checking in over here? Click Tracks, what's going on? Robert Taylor, what's up? What's going on, everybody, checking in over there? Jazzy, what's happening? Who's over here on Instagram Live? Lyrical Ambition. Who else? Uh, Hood Rich, checking in. What's going on, man? Shout out to everybody that's watching right now, man. So, Mugs, real quick, man, we got about up, five bro? minutes before we bring our first guest on, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down who we got coming up real quick. Uh, but go ahead and say, uh, first of all, man, uh, right now, just so everybody understands that, you know, this this show, this show is very important to me and Muggs. And um, the homie's going through something personally right now. Uh, we want to say get well to his moms. Uh, she's she's going through something medical right now. So first of all, he's there trying to handle that. And he's also trying to be on the show. So first of all, I just want to say on the air, man, I hope your moms get better, man. I know it's a lot, but I'm still glad yeah. he was able to pull this yeah. off, man. So we definitely rooting for her over there. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, bro. Man. Appreciate it, man. Much love, man. Appreciate the support and the prayers. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, um, it's crazy. The actual last MICC we did, man, I know people probably wondering what, what we've been, what took so long, what happened, you know what I'm saying? But right. the actual last conference call we did, um, I was here in Nashville, and my mom said went into a surgery, man, a kidney surgery. And, you know, long story short, man, stem from that, she ended up getting diagnosed with a stage four cancer, man. So that's 
you know, what I've been dealing with and going through here, man, I actually just recently, um, you know, I'm using this platform, man, to really just try to be a testimonial too, man, to people, you know, that along with dreams come sacrifices, man, and come hardships that you have to deal with in your personal life. And, you know, like Blizzard said, man, you still have to, you know, try to find a way to find that balance, man, and keep pushing. Uh, so, you know, life kind of took a, threw a curveball at me, man. I swung for it, man, hopefully trying to hit it over the fence. Um, but, you know, I had to end up removing back to Nashville, man. So I'm, you know, using this as my debut to let the world know, let my Atlanta peoples know, man, that, you know, I'm back in Nashville. I ain't turned my back on my peoples that I done built solid relationships with, like Blizzard and, you know, the K100 family, man. So, but I am back in Nashville, man. So all my Nashville people that might be tuning in that didn't know that officially, I'm back and I'm bringing it all together, man, back and forth. Um, I'll be back in Atlanta actually next month, man, for some recording and stuff, man, with my guy at um, with Books and Street Smarts, man, project I'm working on. But we're going to be at Corey Mo Studio, man, when our guest coming up, man. I guess that kind of leads to shouting out the guests, you know what I'm saying? We do a lot of recording at Mad Studios, man. Right. We got Corey Mo coming on as one of the special guests tonight. So right. shout out to him for being 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 a part of that, along with the other guests lined up that Blizz about to run down. But, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all prayers and support. Everybody out there that's tuning in, man, I ain't in a position to check out the feeds right now, but I'm sure y'all sending love, and I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, man, appreciate you, Blizzard, for being understanding, bro. And Absolutely, bro. keeping me, yeah. you know what I mean, on, on deck with the mic, man, and stuff like that, bro. So we here at 2018 to educate, motivate, and empower the people, man. Let's do it. All right, man. Let's get into it, you dig? Of course, man. I hope your moms get well, man. And, of course, we're going to keep this thing rocking, you dig? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, Definitely, man. I'm going to go ahead and read off this lineup to you guys, you dig? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's mean, baby. Yeah. K100 Radio, we're live. The MICC Music Industry Conference called with my co-host, Mugs A Million, man. The producer's edition. And this, yes, this edition right here, yeah. man, is straight up, yo. All right, first of all, let me go ahead and tell everybody, if just in case you was under a rock and you didn't know uh, who our guest was going to be today. Uh, our first guest is going to be, we got DJ Monte. We got Willa Fool. We got uh, Casey Graham yeah. and Corey Moe. We got DJ Monte at yeah. 10. We got Willis, uh, Willa Fool coming up at 835. Uh, Casey Graham coming up at 9. Yeah. And at 925, we're going to uh, close it out with Corey Moe. All right. So this whole yes, segment sir. this whole segment right here, bro, if you're a producer or you know anybody that, that that's trying to get into the music industry and want to know about production and being a producer on a, on a, on a, on a, on a large scale, on a, on a very successful scale, uh, make sure that you guys uh, have them come over here, jump on the uh, – on the, on the call, uh, you can download our free app. I have the link in all of the uh, posts, so you should be able to find it. If not, just go to k100radio.com. It's easy to find there. Send them over to the IG. Send them over to the Facebook live feed because we're going to get into it with these uh, producers, man. We're really going to chop it up with them and um, just really have a great conversation about being a producer on the level. All of these guys, some, all these guys have got uh, hits with uh, people that you already know. Uh, some of them have uh, Grammy Awards, Grammy-nominated songs. You feel me? Platinum songs, platinum plaques, platinum plaques hanging over their spot. So everybody that we're bringing up as yeah. a guest today is uh, highly successful. They're they doing their thing and they're grinding. So uh, we're all here to learn. That's what this particular segment about on K, segment is about on K100 Radio, the music industry conference call. It's about education. You feel me? It's not about grandstanding. It's about getting some information from people exactly. who are here in the industry really doing it 
and sharing it with our people and giving you guys a platform that anybody in the world can get. A lot of these stuff, a lot of stuff like this happens. We got South by Southwest coming up. A lot of people travel and go to panels and go to events and they have to go, you know, they have to get in their car, get on a plane, travel to get some of the same information that we give out for free. On the MICC, and you don't have to right leave here, your home. Man. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to leave your home. Do it just, from the comfort of your home. Right. You feel me? Sitting just in tune your car in. on your way to, to pick up the kids or whatever you're yeah. doing. You feel yeah. me? Check us out. Absolutely, man. So uh, if you guys got any questions, feel free to post them inside the uh, Facebook live feed, or you can post them in the Instagram live feed. I do my best uh, to look at the questions that you guys post in the, uh, in the social media feeds as well. I see Brandon, uh, DJ Brandon Dix. He got a question. Go ahead and post your question, bro. And we have a couple of my own. So our first one up. It's going to be DJ Monte. He's scheduled to be up in about two minutes here at 810. You feel what I'm saying? So we're going to get with the homie in a minute. Yes, sir. All right. Um, anything you want to add Imagine. before we try to uh, hopefully Mon- DJ Monte uh, hits that phone line ASAP is on is, is on deck. What you got, uh, uh, Mugs, before we start? I mean, like you said, man, you kind of said it all, man. But, you know, I just want to make sure people know the importance of what this platform is about, man, and the opportunity to soak up this free knowledge, man. Like, people pay for a lot of different services in the music industry but one of them is priceless man is the knowledge from people that don't right. experience the stuff you trying to we trying to actually experience one day too yeah. you know what i'm saying so for us to be giving away this much knowledge and wisdom and, and experiences man for free i just hope people taking heed to it and taking advantage of it man yeah. you know what i'm saying like we said we've been seeing a lot of you know, the, the exact point that sparked all this up, man, we're seeing the controversy that's going on about the labels and, and the producers and the yeah. payments and all of that, man. So these guys that done swam through those situations, they probably done dodged them, made ahead to even deal with them. You know, it can give you some real-life knowledge and game up on how to beat that system and to, you know what I'm saying, still become successful, man, even if you have to take those same pitfalls or whatever on the way man right. you know what i'm saying but these guys really done it really doing it and people can learn from them man i'm just looking forward to hearing and, and scooping up some more knowledge from it myself man even as a guru and an educator we can always continue to learn and learn more man so that's what i'm here to do too man soak up some game and knowledge myself bro absolutely man so like you know and then some of the questions that we got posed like i want to i want to spread it out i got like some technical questions uh to ask and i also have like, yeah. some some, some question specifically for each one of the guys let me see if this is dj monte on the line uh dj monte this dj monte area code 281 hello 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 this 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 dj monte nah man it's corey mo i just i was saying Oh, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, 281. I thought that was Mo. Oh, yeah. okay. What's Corey up, Corey Mo? Mo? Mo's a million in the building. All right. right. What it does, Pimpin? What's going on, bro? What's Man, happening you with you? got it, boss. Well, we glad. Uh, we, What's happening? Who are? Uh, well, right now, we just got um, on the line. We just got you on the line first. We was trying to do them in, like, an order. We had uh, DJ Monte coming up at 810, and then we had Will of Fool, then we had Casey Graham, and then we had you. But we got you on the line right now, so we still got you scheduled. Oh. Hold, but hold on. We got you. While we got you here, we got you. We, we put you down for the yeah. 925, but you on the line first. I got a couple questions, and somebody actually asked a question in the live feed real quick. I'm going to take a live feed question while we're waiting on DJ Monte. All right, so uh, Bre- uh, Brandon Dix. Uh, from Facebook Live asked a quick question and we'll go ahead and jump into some of these. He said, if you start in a studio and I know you got Mad Studios, ATL, you know what I'm saying, you got a dope spot, great recording facility. He asked, what's the best kind of board that you would suggest to get if you're trying to start a, uh, start a studio of your own? You know what I'm saying? Analog or digital? What do you think 
you know, what do you, what do you think would be the move right now in 2018 if you're just not getting ready to build your spot? What would you uh, do? Um, a board. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of old school, man. I'm, you know, I got the I got the old Control 24, but I mean, these days you can just you can pretty much just um probably just get the newer version uh-huh. of the Control 24. Or a lot of times, I mean, in 2018, man, boys is really just getting the doggone computer <laughs> and just getting uh. You know what I mean? A controller of some sort. But uh-huh. you know what I mean? If you have a budget and you're getting ready to make some money doing this, then, you know, yeah, you should probably just go to Guitar Center and ask them. You know what I mean? I, I, I haven't bought equipment in so long. I still use all my old stuff. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, I, I, would, I would just suggest getting a, uh, a Mac Pro. Go to, go to Apple. <clears throat> Get the best Mac Pro they got, put Pro Tools on it, and get you a real good interface. You know what I mean? And just right. start there, interface and the microphone. That's it. That that just just go from right there. I guess he gave you the answer that you asked. Yeah, uh, Brandon Dix. And, and then to clear up for some people that might not know exactly who Corey Mo is, so when he say he still got his old stuff, this is the same old stuff that recorded all the UGK gold and platinum hits too so you know what i'm saying it ain't like it's no just no any old stuff you know what i mean oh yeah so, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean? yeah 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 so he said just, a, just a, for the, the new youngins out there that might not really know the history behind what they're hearing and who they're talking with right now well let's let's, so, let's, right. let's have them let's have yeah, them, let's have them out with that down, man give them some of throw, yeah. Yeah, throw some of the so, credits out there so, Corey Moted. i mean we, we talking about twerking with listen from, from old to new yeah we're talking about big crit we're talking about okay. TLC. We're talking about Big Boy, Tyler yeah. Quali, B.O.B., Pimp C, U.G.K., Saha before he really took all the way off. The, the, the list goes on, man. Yeah. You feel me? You can check out everything you need to know about Corvo oh, yeah. over at Mad Studios, ATL. A litany of hits that he's got yes, going sir. on, man. Raheem Devon, uh, uh, Young Jock, Mike Jones. You feel me? I mean, it's just... It goes on and on. Corey yeah. Moe. Scotty ATL. Yeah. 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 A lot of people, man. Oh, yeah. That boy Scotty's here now. Oh, yeah. Uh, tell, shut, tell, hey, tell the homie what's up, man. You know, he rock with us over here at K100. So tell uh, Scotty ATL what's good, man. You feel me? Why uh, Why you over there? Yeah, but, um, man. That boy down in the, uh, he down in my B room working right now. All right. But um, to uh, answer your last question, I'm, I'm looking online right now on uh, Guitar Center. And they, they, they got some pretty nice boards, man. They got they got a nice Yamaha. That's a thousand dollars. I mean, it's a sixteen channel Yamaha. Uh, you know what I mean? They got some nice Behringers too, as far as for some mixing boards. You know, just to throw that back out to the cat. Look at that. Yeah, he's researching for y'all. You see right. what I'm saying? And that's what you're talking about. Real OG stuff right, right. there. He done went to go research for you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So. <laughs> This is the real deal, man. You ain't yeah. going to get that from too many people out here in this music industry, nah, man. You're not. For real, though. You're definitely not, man. So I got a couple of questions for Corey Moe while we got him on the line. Yeah. And um, I, I, I kind of had an order, but we just going to go ahead and dive into it. It don't matter as long as everybody get their uh, time over here. So we're going to go ahead and ask you a couple of questions. Now, yeah. first of all, I want to ask you, bro, um, real quick, off the top of your head, it's, t- it's, a, it's a two-part question. What do you feel like was your top three or maybe top one, two, or three, however you want to name, most successful tracks? And then give me two or three uh, of the tracks that you personally like the best that you've produced as a producer? 
Um, as far as being successful, um, just recently, this this doggone big boy and um, Gucci Man and Pimp C record that just came out in the South um, is definitely one of my one of my top ones. But secondly, will probably be um, that Devin the Dude. Anything is plenty, man. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. I don't yeah. know if Cat's heard of that one, but that's a that's an oldie but a goodie that I produced back in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a UGK record um, on the on the last UGK album. I produced like four records on there. All of them are pretty pretty dope. From uh, She Love It to Hairy Asshole, Everybody Want a Ball. Um, top drop down. Uh-huh. Those those are probably the most um, successful UGK records that I did. But as far as me just working um, records that I specifically really really like is um like I I I really really like that old Devin the Dude record man. Like yeah. I just keep going back to that record whenever people ask me questions like that because that's the one that kicked it off. That one in that old Pimp C Slow Down record from off the very first Pimp C solo album. Right. Yeah. Those were the ones. Sweet you. James Jones, I Slow Down. Yeah. I had produced that one and I rapped on that one. Right. And, um, you know what I mean? When I, when I, when I did that, a whole lot of people started looking for me and then, you know, when I, when I did the Devin the Dude record, the whole city wanted beats after that. Right, right. That's so, you know. So let me ask you that. But, um, I, I got, I got another question to bounce off of that question then. So, is it, is it, is it, is it, once you get up, once you get that one track and then everybody kind of sort of knows your name, what, 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 what was the change that you made as a producer and the way you approached artists and the way you uh, tried to tried to get your beats out there, like I, I, I saw an interview recently, and one of the other guests said that you know when he first started, he would give away his beats. He wasn't necessarily charging for his beats. And then once he got that one hit, right. his whole attitude and everything changed, and his and the whole way he did business changed. Did did did, did you still kind of approach uh, being a producer and approach uh, trying to get your tracks out there the same way after your name got recognized? At what point did you feel like it was it was Time for you to just start charging cats the high high off top. You feel me? A Corey Mo beat ain't no cheap beat right now. You've got a storied history. You're a platinum uh, involved with platinum records now. Right. So, at what point did it change for you as a producer? Then, you, when you realize, okay, now my prices got to go up, and now I got to get this money up front, or these labels gonna have to definitely give me some publishing on the back end. Was it after that first record? Oh yeah. After that record, or well, what was it? Well, well, nah, it, it was it was it was way back, man. Like. I got a real good attorney out in uh, Houston named uh, Mr. Leslie Cross, uh-huh. and he represents a few a few um, celebrities out there in Houston as well, and he pretty much schooled me, man, a long time ago when I was getting involved with different labels and working with a bunch of cats and people renting out. Because see, cause see, the thing is, it's different with me because I run a recording studio. Right. So... I already had to get an LLC and be business minded from the get. Me and my older brother ran the studio together. So we was already collecting bread from cats all around the city. So we passing out flyers, promoting ourselves, demo deals, uh, $150 demo deals. Come, come get you a couple hours for this price, printing up 
yellow and lime green and orange flyers making it be be known so we was already business minded and we already had an attorney at the time so he made me get a llc made me get a publishing company okay made me know what bmi is and ASCAP and get my publishing stuff set up like he 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 kind of forced that into me way way back Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Like when I was right. doing a whole bunch of records for rap a lot, you know what I mean, and a whole bunch of other labels. So, you know, when when you when you putting out these albums back in the day and it's and it's a real uh record release with a real distributor and they pressing up CDs and barcodes and all of that, then you know, I had to get paperwork done. You know, the paperwork was 15 pages plus it was thick you know what i mean it was <laughs> right. just a whole another ball game right, so right. i had to have business straight mm. you know what i mean exactly. so it's like nowadays people not even thinking about the old way of hustling so their mentality is oh yeah i'm gonna put it out for free it's just a mixtape i'll put it out and then it just sit in the in the in the cyber world of the internet for four or five years and they don't even know that they just collected uh, two, three thousand dollars of internet yeah. uh, royalties, and they don't even know because they didn't register it right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I, I'm, I'm just blessed and fortunate that I got on my business game early. Yeah, that's what's up, man. It sounds like another question that I was going to ask they better, you and everybody they else. Go on Sound Exchange and look up and see if they got some money sitting there. Sound Exchange will tell you. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, they definitely so will. will. They definitely will. And 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 that goes back to just you kind of jumped into one of the other questions. Out one of my other questions that I was going to pose everybody to was how instrumental was having representation like a publicist, a manager, or you said a lawyer. Which is actually even better, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like most people just oh, yeah. stop at yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lawyer yeah. is better than yeah. I mean, I, All I, of that. I I've never really had a manager. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like I got, I, I'm I'm finally getting to the point where I'm I'm letting people manage me now. Right. You know what I mean? Because I've been doing it so long by myself, and that's 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 really another downfall. I really wish I would have not been as stubborn. And let people manage me way, way back then because I'd probably be even further in my career. You mm. know what I mean? Interesting. So Interesting. it's like you have to be disciplined. You got to listen to people, and you got to have your business straight. And if you ain't got no attorney, you trip. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Say hey. That. You I heard just it right there. <laughs> Hey, man, you heard the man right there, man. The dude just said, listen, man, you ain't got no attorney, you tripping. And sometimes I think, especially with artists, because, you know, we have a lot of artists that listen to K1's radio. Even though this is a producer segment, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of artists listening, trying to soak up some of this game, too, as well. You feel me? But um, a lot of people just yeah. got to skip that. Because, and, and, and the truth be told is, to be honest with you, lawyers get paid up front. Like, lawyers cost money, so a lot of people just don't be having the money to afford a lawyer. And then, you know, a lot of the management people work on the back end. A lot of people don't get publicists in the industry because publicists want their money up front. And cats be coming to the game and they really don't be having the budget and they don't be having the money. Even though you shouldn't be trying to get into this being broke, that's not going to work out for you at all, obviously. Uh, but that's why people don't normally go with getting the attorney first because they don't have the bread to actually afford the damn attorney. But uh, the good thing for yeah, you, but, you, you, you yeah, know. yeah, but but guess what, though? Uh-huh. They got them new Jordans on, though. You, hey, yeah. hey, hey, yeah. listen, you, ain't, you preach yeah. to the choir. You are preaching to the choir, yeah. Corey yeah. Moe, I promise you, family. Yeah. On that note right there, but bro. They got you know. the new J's yeah. on. Yeah. They blow yeah. out the loud every week. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Go ahead and spend about three three hundred dollars with an attorney. Get yep. him to look over your It's paperwork. like you said earlier, man. Discipline, man. <laughs> Discipline and priorities, man. You yeah. feel me? Discipline. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you, man, them damn joints yeah. cost two hundred dollars, man. Right. They got two, three pounds. Right, right, exactly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, yeah, that was a retainer. <laughs> That's a retainer right there. That's a retainer. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask mm-hmm. you. Uh, let me ask you uh, another question about. Um, we wanted somebody asked about placements on the uh, Facebook live feed. What what what, what advice could to, could you give to somebody about? Uh, getting music placed in movie and film right now. Now it's funny that you mentioned earlier about um, this, and we're live right now on K One Radio. This is the MICC Music Industry Conference call. Uh, we're chopping it up with the homie uh, Corey Moore right now. Mad Studios ATL man, very accomplished producer. If you never heard of Corey Moore, you really need to do your research, man. Platinum plaques, Grammy nominated music. You feel me? Dope. You know what I'm saying? If you never heard, like I said, he's, his latest song that you may recognize as playing right now, of course, that Big Boy and Gucci Man in the South. But, I mean, the catalog, working with UGK and all kind of people we named it earlier, we'll name it again. Make sure you go check him out, Mad Studios ATL. That's who we're on the line with right now on the MICC Music Industry Conference call. And we're just chopping it up, and this is a producer's edition. So we got some real great producers in the building. Now, um, uh, piggybacking off of what you said earlier about, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's old school. The paperwork was thick and everything. The transition right now into into the digital era, you already hit it on a little bit. You said, well, make sure you got your uh, paperwork done so you can find out, you know, get your royalties from Internet streaming and all that. But tell me the big difference right now being a producer in the age of people doing uh, leasing out beats, people downloading beats off the Internet. You feel me? How do you make money? And, 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 and then is, is leasing Beats to movies and TV shows actually a bigger payout than producing for artists. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't really get into all the leasing, man. I'm, once again, I'm old school. You know what I mean? You uh, got to pay me up front for my service, and you got to pay <laughs> me my publishing on the back end. Right, period. Or I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so it's like when it comes to leasing beats, um, I don't know who came up with the term or who started that, but I think they're getting it confused with licensing. Uh-huh. Now, mm. licensing Say that. Say that. is what you do when you submit shit to TV and film and all of that, and you license your music, and then you keep the rights to your music, and y'all break bread if they get it, you know, placed on certain networks and woo-woo-woo. That's licensing, but... Leasing, leasing is something you really don't don't own, right? You know what I'm saying? If you go lease an apartment, do you own that apartment? No, you don't. But th- that's my right. whole thing. Okay, with so it, right? so look, <laughs> leasing. I I don't do it because if you lease somebody a beat and you lease 15 other people a beat and they all got your beat. And you ain't made but fifty dollars. I mean, yeah, you think you bought it because you done sold it ten times, and you think that's cool. But really, in real life, if you go to Dr. Dre or Timberland or Pharrell, do you think they finna say you they beat fifty times? Right. No. No. <laughs> you finna pay them in advance for their service, the same way you know what I mean. You go to the to the store and you purchase your food. 
You're going to come to my studio. You're going to purchase my beat. I'm not going to sell it to nobody else. I'm never going to play it again for nobody else. I'm going to give you the full track out. That's yours. You can do what you want with it. You can take it somewhere else and get it mixed if you want. Or you can bring it to me and I mix it. You know what I mean? That's your record. And we're going to sign a split sheet. And we're going to make sure the paperwork is right. And, you know, it's going to be cut, cut and dry, man. Like, I don't know who came up with leasing, man. I, <laughs> I wish the person that came up with leasing uh, mm. give me a call so I can ask you, how in the hell did y'all create that? Yeah. I guess, you know, I mean, man, listen, it, I don't know. Go ahead, Muggs. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and it's funny, though, because like you said, too, Whoever even created it didn't even create it the right way because, like you said, going back to leasing an apartment. So if I'm gonna lease your beat, that means you owe me money every month then or every something. Right. You know what I'm That's what I never understood if, if about it either. It. That's what I never understood about the leasing. So you done leased it out, but it's one flat <laughs> fee, one time, and then that's it. Goodbye. Well, right. where the leasing come in at then? You know what I'm saying? I don't Even know. Yeah, man. Car, you I supposed don't know. To trade it back in and at then, the top of the next year and get another car, don't you? When you lease a car. You know what I'm saying? After so long, you yeah. trade it back in and get the newer version of the car. So when are you gonna turn the beat back in and get the newer beat? You know what I mean? I don't never, I never just understood the leasing part and then, of it, man. And then, and then, on top of that, even when they got the selection there for them to buy and own the beat, that yeah. don't even make no sense because they're not even doing no legitimate paperwork with the beat. Yeah. So that yeah. so that they can receive some damn publishing. Now, yeah. You 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 selling all the rights to your beat, and you giving them an option to lease yeah. it for even cheaper. Like what? Yeah, oh, that's no. what led to this call, man. Yeah, that's I, what led that, to this call. The poster we right. that was floating around. Right, that's it right about there, the two hundred dollar right beat. Yeah, you know about the two hundred dollar beat that the guy sold to OT Genesis, man. That's kind of what sparked stuff like this. That's man. why like, we did. That's what we know, like that was said, man. Where did that notion come from? Yeah. with people, man. Yeah. I, I, listen, listen, Corey Mo. I'm glad you said it because, see, here's the thing. If I say something like, if uh, if somebody <laughs> like me says that on the air, then it looks like, yeah. oh, I'm I'm, I'm, yeah. ha- I'm hating on a producer's hate. hustle. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, it hate. looks like I'm yeah, hating on hate. somebody's hustle, but yeah. I'm not. We got a three. I'm gonna check this three two three number. I gotta check and see who this is on the line real quick. But uh, I'm coming to you. I think that maybe Will Fool. He's on next. We're running up on the uh, first mark. But listen, I, what what I'm saying is, I'm glad that Corey Mo, an accomplished producer, actually yeah. said this because. When I say it, it, it comes off differently, and it may be perceived as hating, or and it's not. It's just it never yeah. ever made sense to me. This guy is telling you a multi platinum producer, you know, Grammy nominated producer, telling you it doesn't make sense to him, and he's not understanding the whole notion of it. Now we've got some of the other people on here who do have uh, beat pages, and you can get the beats, uh, and we'll ask them about how they, why do they view it the way they view it. You feel what I'm saying? But I, yeah. I more so, I personally, this is me personally, fam. And it's not. This is not ironclad. Everybody's yeah. going to do what they want to do. But me personally, I kind of think along the way of, of of Corey Mo. But then somebody can also come back, Corey Mo, and I actually this. Somebody can come back and say, "Well, if the artist ain't moving no units and he's never got any placements and the beats are just sitting there, why not generate some income off of it by just letting people use them for right now? They never really own them. The producer keeps it. They still own it, but they're still making a little bit of money off of it. And they can get some." Some some capital generated, you know what I'm saying, in order to uh, you know, do whatever else. Maybe go buy yeah, a new but that back, don't buy some gear. Or yeah, something. but that's yeah, but that don't make make sense though. I hear what you're saying, but give me some logic behind that. Yeah, the money, the quick money. I mean, the, it's the, kinda, the, the, it's the logic like is the, the quick I money. Mean, yeah, too. You, you gotta yeah, take it's it from, money. 
but that don't make sense what you're doing. That's like me yeah. selling your ass some bubble gum and selling it to, to uh, 10 more people. The same piece of bubble gum. It don't make sense. I hear what you're saying. I hear the, the, the I, I hear what you're saying, but tell me the logic behind selling the selling your beat 50 times to multiple people yeah. and in the same damn city or wherever like tell me the logic behind it and i'll pay attention as soon as somebody tell me the logic i'm gonna start paying attention we have um a group. other than that that shit <laughs> monkey to me okay uh click tracks uh commented on the facebook post they said they do least uh, uh they're, they're, there's a, a production duo um, and I actually met them. We went to a listening session with them, and their their thing is it's all it's all in the contract of their on on the of the agreements that's on their page. He says everybody's everybody's uh, a, a leasing agreement is different, and that's where that's where it starts to kind of make sense for the producers. It depends, oh. on, it depends on what's in their leasing agreement okay, on their website. Okay, so it's leasing agree- Okay, so they write so they write up their own leasing agreement and put it on the page and make them sign it before they buy the beat. I'm assuming so. Yeah, they, that, yeah, yeah. Most of them do. I guess before they yeah. go, before they hit pay on that cart, you got to just basically a kit. A, I agree to the terms at some point, right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, okay. like Facebook. Some people well, reading it, some people ain't. Some people just clicking agree look. and they just you know what I mean, paying their money. They don't know what they done sign. <laughs> Man, look. The only way I'm down with that is uh, if the agreement give them people they correct publishing. You know what I mean? The producer get the fifty percent, the artist get the other half. You know what I mean? And they bust it down, and they don't sell it no more. That's the only yeah, way I'm gonna be down yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but no, if they continuously selling it to multiple people, it's uh, just not ethical to me. Okay, it's not. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not from that day and age, so I don't really understand that. All right, all right. Uh, this is a great conversation with Corey Moore. We live right now, K One's Radio Man. I'm telling you, we already started in the first thirty minutes. And this is all I wanted from this whole segment. This this is what I wanted from this segment. Understand that this is the conversation that I want to have with these guys right now. You feel what I'm saying? Um, let me let me check in and see what this is on the line real quick though. Uh, real quick. Uh, three two three three seven seven. Hey, what's up? Who's this? Yeah, this Will. It's all right, Will. Will the Fool. What's going on, bro? You on deck next? All right, we gonna wrap this thing up with Cormon. We got Will the Fool coming up. All right. All right. Stand by, homie. Thank you for being on the line. Already. What's up, Will? What's going on? Already. All right. Stand by. All right. So before we um let before we uh jump over to Willa Fool coming up in about one or two minutes at uh eight thirty five, we want to make sure that we uh let Corey Mo, who just really gave us some some interesting uh pointers uh about leasing beats, uh what he feels about it. You know what I'm saying? And um how important it was that he had a lawyer. On his side early in the game, which set him up to win the long game. Uh, we also quickly talked about how, how he felt like, you know, a manager was good. He wished he had one earlier. A lot of things was covered, man, in those, and, that, and that 30 minutes flew by so fast. The conversation, we could probably talk another hour easily with Corey Moe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, these, these, these things go by fast. But I wanted, I wanted to give, all good. Yeah, but I want to give Corey Moe a chance before we go to give out any information that you want the people to know. Uh, right now, real quick, before we uh, close it off with you, brother. Okay, cool. Um, you can follow me at Corey Mo Music, C-O-R-Y-M-O Music, on all platforms. Um, you can also go to countryraptoons.com. That's my website, and it's also a radio station, online radio station. We play 24 hours a day, 
nothing but that funky country rap tunes that the pimp love. You know what I'm talking about? Right. And um, go, go to yeah. com if you're looking to get your merch. We do custom apparel. So if you want your logo on a t-shirt or hoodie, go to justsayingclothing.com. We can do that too. So right. I'll let your boy chat. Long little pimp. Absolutely, man. And yes, make sure you sir, check yes, out sir. check out Mad Studios ATL. Do y'all do at Mad Studios? Do y'all do uh, open Absolutely. booking? Absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Any artists out there that want to get their records mixed and mastered or need some studio time, go to MadStudiosATL.com as well. All right, make sure you check him out. He's yeah. an engineer and a producer, man. So get that sound right. You hear them things be them them them, them, them uh, beats be so crisp. Holler at the homie, man. You and ATL pull up, man, on him at Mad Studios ATL. That was Corey Mo, man. We just chopped it up with him on the MICC Music Industry Conference call. Our first one of 2018. Shout out to the homie, man. We ain't done yet, though. You are tuned to the K100 Radio oh. Hip Hop and R&B. K100, you bastards. <laughs> All right, so like I told y'all, as promised, the first guest in the first conversation was already deep. I know a lot of people didn't necessarily agree with everything, may, may not necessarily agree with his standpoint on it, but I got to be honest with you guys, I'm definitely leaning more towards the way he feels about it. Never made much sense to me, but then again, different uh, different age, different era. Uh, Kelby with uh, Making a Magazine just commented on the Facebook live feed, shout out to him. He said it's a generational gap. He says Corey Moses from a time and period where people who, who buy beats are really pursuing their careers. And he said the game is flooded with hobbyists right now. You can't tell who actually going to do what uh. with that record. You feel what I'm saying? So he's what, what Kelby's saying is also makes sense to the leasing culture because right now you got a lot of people who just doing it for fun or just doing it to be do, having something to do. They ain't serious enough to pay $5,000 for a track that they may, may or, that may or may not blow up for them. They only want to give you $50 because they don't even know if they actually going to actually do anything with that fucking song in the first place. They just playing. They just maybe, yeah. they, they, they may, they may just want to pull some hoes to the club or some shit and stun a little bit and just go in there and play yeah. around in the studio a little that's bit. It. So that's why they don't want to pay you the big dollars that somebody like Corey Moore is demanding that they get. But at the same time, you as a producer set your ass in there and cooked that goddamn beat up for some hours though, didn't you? That time was already spent. So yeah. now I understand you wanting to get your, 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 you want to get money back off that time that you invested real quick. But because again, right now the music game is flooded with people who's not really, really, really serious. Who just doing, it, just doing it to be doing it at the end of the day. And so that's why the leasing game makes sense more nowadays than it really probably would have back when Corey Moore jumped to the game. All right, next up we finna jump into this thing with Willa Fool. You yeah. are tuned to the K100 Radio Hip Hop and right. R&B. K100 Radio, we are live right now, man. Welcome, everybody, on the Facebook live feed. Shout out to everybody checking us out over here on Instagram live, man. What's going on? K100 Radio's MICC Music Industry Conference call with the homie uh, 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 Mugs A Million, who brought his idea to us, man, and we've been going hard uh, ever since with it, man. This is a producer's, yeah, a producer's edition right here. Um, we've got, coming up next, Willa Fool is on the line. Willa Fool, what's going on, bro? Welcome to the broadcast. Hey, man, what's going on? Man, glad to have you, yes, man. Uh, what up man, with your homie? Absolutely. I'm down here in Miami right now, man. Just getting a lot of things situated and handled, man. But I'm on the way back to the eight. All right, good with y'all. We good, man. Let's 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 All let's right, make bro. sure we clear about yes, who we chopping it up with, man. The homie right here, man. Uh, just like we listed some uh, some of the some of the great music that uh, uh, Corey Moore had. Will of Fools got tracks, of course. You know, as you well know, with Future, Gucci Mane, Migos, Twenty One Savage, Jeezy, K Camp. You know, he did that cutoff. He did that Tony Montana. All right, he still got some new stuff coming with YFN, Lucci, Rick Ross, Rich Homie, Quan, Lil Dirt, 
right. So the so you know, like I said, everybody that we got lined up, they ready to go. They've been placed. They got they got uh you know uh uh, uh charting records or platinum plaques up under their belt, Grammy nominations, Grammy awards. Everybody that we talking to tonight. It's about that producer life, for real, for real. So I want to welcome to the show Willow mm-hmm. Fool, man. Yeah. And he down there grinding right now. I appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely, yeah, man. I appreciate y'all having me on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, let me ask you, let me let me jump into the question. I, I ask, I'm going to ask all y'all this one question real quick, though. Real quick, give me your um, top two that you feel was your top one or two most successful tracks, and then give me your top one or two tracks that you just like that you were just like that bitch jam i don't care how successful it was it's just the track you did you like you love that beat you love the song the artist did to it it came out great so give me your top two most successful songs and then your top two favorite beats that you feel like done jumped off the top two most successful records i did i produced um was my first record that broke me out and you know got my name you know in the out in the industry as a producer was um was Tony Montana. Okay. My future. Alright. Yeah, and then um the second record was Cut Her Off, you know, by right. K Count. Right. So, those were, so what about your but favorite? The other two records that I did that me personally that I thought was just going crazy was like um Gone to the Moon. Like Gone to the Moon and the re the recent record that I just dropped with Lucci that Heartless. Ah, right, yeah. Heart- yeah, that, yeah, don't do like don't do like I just not like me personally. I just rock with those. Okay, know? all right. So uh, I, I I like Heartless though. Heartless does go. I, I like the beat and the mood of it. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, I think it's a great record. That was like a a great matchup with you and um with, with you and wife and Lucio on that joint. Uh, that actually goes hard, man. So like I said, everybody that we talking to tonight on the show tonight, man, is actually man ready to go, man. Really just really accomplished. Now you said something, and and this is what I, I I'm I'm glad that um I got a chance to see you speak over at uh, Media Matters. Uh, at the event that Making the Magazine had. And um, you said something, and I was like, this is what I got to make sure I get out of Wheel of Fool on the show. Because everybody wasn't there. You feel what I'm saying? All right. And um, yeah. at one point, uh, Kelby, which was hosting it, he asked you about, <clears throat> you know, your relationship with um, with, with, with Future. Uh, and did you charge Future money for the beats that you was working with him with before... Um, you, you before he took off, and you basically was like, "Nah, I ain't charging for no beats. I was just working with him, and I was just in there. I, y- y'all just built the relationship, and you didn't get paid for none of that shit up front. You feel me? And it all came back to work out for you. So tell any young aspiring producer right now about that situation. About if you if you find some artist that you really believe in, you know what I'm saying, and you really want to work with, and how, about building a relationship and how you did it with Future, and you just was in there just cooking up with him. When nobody he wasn't paying you for no beats or none of that, and it ended up. You know, he he broke out and everything worked out for you. But a lot of people would be like, man, I'm not trying to sit in there and work and work and work and I ain't getting no money. That's why everybody like, shit, we, I'm going to, before I hold on to these beats and, and work with the artists, I'm going to lease these motherfuckers out to, to random strangers to get money. But tell us about that relationship and, and why you suggest that. Yeah, yeah, like, the, the thing is with me, like, the thing, the, the plan that I did have when me and Future met, you know, it was... You know, all of mainly me just getting exposure, like, you know, just getting my name out there and really just trying to get, you know, more opportunities and create more avenues and create more business for myself. So I just looked at it like, you know, me and him was in the same boat. So we weren't really, you know, I couldn't really get much from him because, you know, at the time he wasn't he wasn't up like he is now. You know, we were both pretty much in the same boat. And, you know, I really 
believed in what he had going on because I seen the movement. I seen what he was doing. I seen his work ethic, you know, me, us being in the studio at all times of the night and just, you know, just seeing him knock out song after song after song after song. You know, it was only right. And I seen, you know, I also acknowledge that the, the popularity and the respect that he had with the city, uh-huh. you know, as far as, you know, going to the clubs and, you know, <laughs> performing and, you know, just putting out all of, all, all of them hits he had put out in his first, you know, like the first quarter of the, of the of his breakout year, you know, when he first came out. So, you know, he, he wasn't able to, like, just pay me pay me no money and I wasn't really tripping because I was getting exposure you know because exposure is the main thing you want people to know who you are so you can get more business and you can get all of these other artists that you would like to work with to come to you so you can't really trip about the money you know in the beginning of it and I understand like you you know you can't knock you can't knock a producer because he wants to get paid for what he's doing but you know you just have to figure out the best way to make it fit for your for your position and you know in the predicament you're in. You can't just really just say, "Oh man, you got to pay me some money," and which I can't. You know what I'm saying? Which we cannot. Nobody cannot. You know, you're not getting paid or you get paid for it, right? You know, but you have to also look at the bigger picture, and you know, you have to also, you know, <clears throat> sit back, look in the mirror, and look at it. You know, are you in it for the love or, or the passion, or are you in it to just make a dollar? Because you're always going to have, you know, if you ended to just make some money, you know, it's not, a lot of things are not going to make you happy while you're doing this stuff, you know? Right. So you have, you have you have to, you have to really look at yourself and really just understand and really, like, just come to the conclusion and just say, hey, you know, do I really love this or do I just love what it does for me? That's a good you know question to ask yourself. I love, I love I love the music. Right. I love the music. I love to, I love to do music. I love I love being able to contribute to the music industry, and you know, I, I can't, you know, I'm even even through the downtimes, like even when I had the downtimes and I wasn't really making, like the the amount of money that I'm making that, you know, that I'm making now, you know, I still had love for it, and I never really like had any type of like doubt in my mind about you know not making it, you yeah. know, or not not succeeding or really just building a bigger, you know, bigger. Uh, a bigger career and just you know being on a bigger plateau for myself and on a whole nother level i didn't really have no doubt about that because of the love i have for it you feel me right exactly i like the answer so i got another question shout out to the homie jeff black tracks over there checking in on the facebook live feed beat royale is in the building make sure you guys check out beat royale all right so uh listen willa fool i gotta ask you this though mm-hmm. what, what what what's your feel on the lack of originality in the production <clears throat> this is something that's been, this is something that's been bothering me, that's, and I feel like that's that's what's hurt. I feel like that's what's hurting the industry and the entertainment business. Uh-huh. You know, as far as on the music side, as a whole, because you got so many people just trying to emulate people's sound right. to get a dollar, or you know, you know. And I feel like we should take more consideration and more thought and more passion in the into our craft because, like you say, like what Kelby said, you got a lot of people that. Do, do this as a hobby you don't you know and it's you know you and they're over they're overpowering the people that really do this because they love it you know so you got some people that that really do it as a hobby and they they they'll make a beat like uh that'll sound like mine or they'll make a beat that'll sound like they told me or they'll make a beat that'll sound like mike will and they'll take way less money for what we'll charge somebody so 
you know, because they didn't come up with the formula. Because like, they, they didn't have to come up with. I think. I think. See, yeah, that's, that's it, the thing. They didn't come up with the blueprint. Somebody else came up with the blueprint, made the blueprint popular. It's easy to copy, especially with digital production. And so then you're not really putting as much time into making the tracks and constructing the sound as that other person did. So to you, when you regurgitate it and do it quick like that and do it fast like that, it's okay because it probably didn't take you that long to make that beat because you're basically following somebody else's blueprint anyway. And so that's and, and it goes all the way back to what Corey Mo said about the leasing, uh, what people said about hobbyists, about the, the, the quick microwave turnover and the just acceptance of the lack of originality in the production. But but you you personally, all right, uh, uh, when you hear when the, when the artist comes, has an artist ever came up to you and said, even though you will a fool and said, listen, I want something kind of like that sound like blah, 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 whoever. And you obliged, or did you be like, nah, 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 hold on, partner. I don't do sound like nobody else. You feel what I'm saying? Like, what was your response to that if that if, if, if that's happened to you? Nah, like, I get a lot of, a lot of times, like, people would hit me up and say that they want something that sounds something like I, some production that I did for an artist, but not something that I, not something that, uh, they didn't, they never asked me for something that sounds like Beethoven or Mike Will or anything like that, you know. But it's always something that I produce, you know. Right. It'll be to into some some type of like in the similarity of something I produce uh-huh. for somebody else. Okay. So you, yeah, it, it's never been like yeah, it's never been to where oh man, I don't want you to re- remake a beat that Beethoven did or something like that. Now I, I would never do that anyway. <laughs> you think it's against I the code? Do that anyway. is, is is there is there? Let me ask you this: among the producers, because once you get. Everybody knows this levels to everything. Let's let's just keep shit one hundred over here on K one hundred radio. There's levels to everything. All right, there's levels to to the to the to, to the game and where you at. So the level that you at right now, you know, when, when you talking to other names, when you talking to the Zaytovens or you know what I'm saying anybody else in the game that's really a, a Metro Boomer or whoever that you may have a, a relationship with. I don't know who it is, but I'm just throwing names out there. You feel me? And you talk to them. Is there is is there is there a code with you guys, or do you guys actually speak on the fact that this other person or that other person is is doing tracks like somebody else, or is it like to the point now, like how it is with rap, like nobody really cares that if if, if everybody's biting because everybody's biting, so nobody really makes a big deal about it. Where back in the day, you would li- you would literally get into a a, a a fight with somebody if they if you felt like they was biting you or stealing your sound. Is there is there is there is, uh, amongst the producers that you know in the industry on the level that you're at right now? Is is this even talked about? I want to know because I'm like, do they even care about it? Care about it like people trying to sound like them? Yeah, yeah. Do they care? Like another producer? Do they care? I, I honestly don't think they do, man. Because you know they got so much going on. They got so like I really have so much going on, man. And I got so many opportunities and all of this stuff going on. It really don't even matter because at the end of the day, I'm a musician. <laughs> Right. You know, it might affect somebody who, who's a beat maker or somebody that that really can't play instruments or play music. But I really do this, so I really don't care. Mm. And they just, you know, they just like you can look at Zaytoven. Like he's he's lasted as long as he's lasted because he's musically inclined. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You see. What, yeah. You but, see what I'm saying? Everybody so, can't do what he do, if, but but if but. But if you listen to his beats, it doesn't. He he has some. He has the melodies in some of them, but some of his most popular beats are some of the beats where he, even him he, he said himself in in interview after interview. That's not even really, you know, anywhere near a, a complicated beat for me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like do you have you ever had a beat that you was just like, bruh, 
I don't even really like this beat. And then Future or somebody coming there, and then it ends up being on an album, and you like, I was about to throw that shit away. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony Montana. Tony, oh! Yeah. Oh! You was, about to throw, you was about to throw Tony Montana away? You didn't even like the beat, did you? I didn't even like that beat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I be talking about. This, this is the producer that did that. And I, I got to be honest with you. When I heard the song, I was like, okay. But then it took off. And it, when, it, when, when the song takes off, it is what it is. Whether my opinion about it doesn't change the fact that it's a hit. But it's, it's crazy that you actually sitting here on the air telling me that you ain't even like it either. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like. It was a lot of beats that I produced for, for for artists that I didn't like, but ended up being big songs. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't like. I really decided when I when I realized like that was going on. I really like just came to the conclusion that I just couldn't be an A and R for my own stuff. Because <laughs> you know? right. if I if I had if I if I just had if I had the part the power and the, the say so to say, hey, this wouldn't come out. A lot of records wouldn't have came out. Ah, uh, so you don't necessarily. That's that, that's also a great point though, because you sit your your your, your best hit. Your your that's that's so important. Now, I want everybody to just soak soak in what he just said. His first hit, the hit that opened the door for him to get into the game and get to where he's at right now, to where he's living off his off his craft, making his money, making these moves, getting placements on Fast and Furious and all kind of stuff. We'll talk about that. Was a beat he didn't even like. I mean, just. For real, let it sink Straight in. Up, man. It was, man, let it sink I in. I didn't even like the song. Okay, yeah. What, am, what, do, what do I what do I say to that? Where's Mugs at? Hold on, real quick. I, I got to see if Mugs has a question. Uh, hey, Mugs. Mugs. Oh, hold on. I don't think this Mugs. Hello. Hold on. I think this uh, my other caller. Hold on. Nine one two six six seven. What's up? Who's this? Yo, what's up, man? It's Case Boogie. Oh, Case Boogie, oh, we got you coming up in just a minute, fam. Stand by, all right? All right. All right, stand by. That's Case Boogie. Hey, we got to holler at him. He's got, uh, we got about five more, uh, six, seven more minutes before we get up to him. Uh, he's our next guest, man. We got a lot of stuff to chop it up with him about. Um, so listen, but I, I, I just wanted to make sure that we, we, we touched on that real quick. Uh, so let me ask you about this, uh, Willafoo. What's your choice of gear? Uh-huh. I got two questions from the feed. I got a question one of, one of the producers asked from the Facebook live feed. They said, what type of things do you do to push your own creativity and continue being a trailblazer? And I also want to know what, what, what the hell you produce with. I want to know exactly what do you cook up in the lab with, with your beats? What software, what, what gear, use, what do you use? Yeah, I use Reason. So pretty much, like, Reason has its own, like, library <laughs> library of sound. Uh-huh. So what you can, um, you can pick and choose from in Studio One. That was pretty much the main clue that I used. Reason and Studio One. So all those beats and hits that you hear cooking up from Will of Fool, he using Reason. Shout out to Reason. That's my that's my uh, software of choice myself. <laughs> Shout out to my Reason users. I know the Fruity Loop people are like, nah, nah, fam, nah. But y'all will be all right. And uh, I know somebody, I just, I just was in a session this past weekend with a guy who used Studio, studio One a lot. Uh, so yeah, Studio One and Reasons is what Will of Fool is using. Now, what do you do? The question from Click Tracks inside the Facebook live feed. What types of things do you do to push your own creativity? Like when you feel like you're getting a, a producer's block. What do you do to, to come out of that? Uh, sometimes I'll just start off with like a melody or two. And then I'll just marinate on it. They come back to it. Or sometimes i just start off with like the drums. 
and then just try to get a feel of it and just go from there pretty much. So it's not really it's not really a, a big process that I do, it's just something that I ready for it to just happen naturally than for me to force it. Oh. So so if you 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 kinda of step away from the board, step away from this from the setup and just kinda of clear your mind, I don't know, take a drink, smoke a blunt, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go out and kick it and just, you know, just live life, man. And then, you know, just come back to it. You know, just come back to it and, you know, go on in. All right. So I, we see that you got um you had a placement on the uh the soundtrack for Furious Seven. And it was a question that I asked earlier. If you got if, if if you had to choose if you had to choose, I know it's not about choosing, but if you had to pick, what do you think would be the best way a producer should go and focus most of their energy on producing and and, 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 and and trying to get their tracks um, <clears throat> licensed for tim, uh, film and TV or just producing for artists, which one of these do you think brings the most success and the most money? And which one is the most headache? Uh, the most headache? Yeah. The most headache? Yeah. Um, man, dealing with the artist. <laughs> <laughs> dealing with the artist. Uh-huh. Dealing with the artist, man, is a but um, and dealing with dealing with the label too, it, it, it can become a headache at some point. But um, all of it is pretty much like in the same category because you could have like a song that reach critical mass and become a big hit, and then you'll have like you know video game, movies, commercials. You know they'll actually come in, and then you'll notice and they'll like you know want permission for you to put it from from me or you know from anybody that produced to put it on you know like music systems or commercial or movie so it all kind of like you know it comes hand in hand when you make a hit you know you'll have all that type of you know you just have all type of people reaching out you know wanting to just work with you and try to you you know use your music for for certain things and you know so it's not like you can you, you can you can have the avenue to reach out you know and I'm not saying don't reach out to, to create those opportunities for yourself because you should network it, you know, build other bridges and reach out. But, you know, when it comes, a lot of times when it comes down to you making, you know, bangers like that, you know, they they, they, they reach out immediately because they want to put it on something. Right. Or later on down the line, a couple years, you'll hear it on a movie or commercial or something like that. So. All right. So that, 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 was, that was also one I wanted to know because, I, when I seen that you had, you know, the placements on the movies and stuff, I was like, which one of these do you, would you suggest? So give me, can you give any, can you give any information out to a young producer right now um, that's, that, that may be listening to you? You feel me? What, 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 what would be one thing that you would say to a young producer listening to this segment right now? Uh, the number one uh, piece of advice you would give them as far as uh, moving forward and trying to be successful in the music industry. What's the one thing you would tell them over, over, over everything? I would I would just say um just 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 come come in the game you know come in the game your own unique way man you know don't try to emulate anybody or don't try to you know emulate a way somebody has came up in the game you know just stay in your lane you know just be yourself um just work on your craft you know continue to work on your sound and build your network up you know still you know build your bridges. You know, if any, you know, showcase your work, you know, and, and, and the money is going to come, you know, the money should be the money should be the priority, you know, when it comes down to something you really love. Because I feel like if you're in the industry, you're in this type of industry, it, you have to really like love it because it, it's all, you know, you're going to take risks. You're going to take a lot of chances with this stuff, you know. 
and it's not it's not going to be an easy road, you know. So, you know, it it most definitely has to be something you love to do. So, you know, just stay focused, stay consistent. You know, stay down, keep working, work on your sound. You know, try different things. Don't just be subject to just one genre of music. You know, work on all different types. You know, right. You don't have to work on like pop all the time. You know, it's all different types of genres out here. So once your name gets big, you know, all these other people that, that work in different genres are most definitely going to reach out. So you got to be ready. Ah. You got to be ready. You got to have... Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. You got to be ready. So you got to just you know, continue to work on that craft and build your network, you know, build build good relationships and maintain most of all, you know, wow. maintain your relationships. Relationships are key. And if you stay ready, just keep working and just stay grounded, stay humble, man, and just keep working. That's all I like to say. All right. If you and, and like he said, if you uh, if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. So, you know, if you if if what you do is if you if, if what you do is a certain kind of beat or whatever, but you know, once you get into this game, you're gonna start hobnobbing and meeting all these other people in all these other kind of genres. Maybe EDM, maybe if you're mostly a hip hop rap producer, you may start meeting people in R and B. You may definitely wanna make sure that you start you know, trying to cook up some of those beats on your own. So when you know that when they reach out, you kind of already you know maybe have something ready for them. Let me ask you this, one real quick though, and then we got to get the case boogie. When you when you're producing as a producer, do you do, do most of your tracks get picked up beats that you cook up, and then the artist comes in and they hear them and they already done, or would you rather sit down and work one on one with the artist and kind of cook it up together in the studio while they're sitting right there? What's your preference? Which one has the most success for you? Yeah, most of the time, it's, they already be done. So I already know, like, I have an ear for what they already want. So I'll just make it, you know, whenever they have a studio session, we just pull up. They just go through the list. They take what they want. They just might take them all. Then we just, you know, we just keep going, keep it going like that unless they really have, like, something in mind that they just want to build from that, from, from you know, build brick by brick. But majority of the time, you know, that's just pretty much what most of most of all the big hits came from it just needs to have stuff already in the vault, you know, that I know that they would like. So I just give it to them, and, you know, we just see the magic happen, you know, right after that. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you for coming through and chopping it up with us, man. Will of Fool right there on K100 Radio, man. Shout out to the homie, man, for coming through and checking out uh, the MICC Music Industry Conference call. We really appreciate his time. Before you go, man, I want you to tell everybody what you got coming up and how they, if they want to get in contact with you, maybe. I, I know you might not want to give out maybe your personal number, but if they want to contact you about maybe working with you or anything like that, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, they could just follow me on Instagram at W-I-L-L-A-F-O-O-L, same on all platforms. You can just hit me up on those three. You know, they have email and phone number information that you can use to uh, contact me, you know, if you're interested in, you know, inquiring or getting a beat or, you know, any 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 type of production or music assistance from me, um, you can just hit me up on those three. And uh, as far as, like, all the music that I got coming out, man, I got a lot of stuff that's coming out, but they don't want me to say nothing about it on, on in interviews. Oh, so why? Really why not? You can't, like that. you can't even tell us who you work man, with? Man, they don't, man, I, I got to... Man, I gotta, I gotta text today because I was, you know, I was, I was trying to figure out <coughs> a date. Phone supposed to come out, and they told me to just keep it on the rest because they didn't want no, they didn't want it to be, you know, to leak out in the public like that. So nah. I can't really even speak on the project that I got going on right now. 
All right. Well, I guess we just have to hear about it when we hear about it. I I wouldn't mind an exclusive though. But yeah, I gonna, man. I ain't gonna tell nobody. I tell you what, if you could, yeah, just, man. You could tell us right now, and I ain't gonna put it on social media, even though this shit going all, all, all broadcasting all across the world. Maybe nobody might not know. Pay attention. Maybe nobody might not share it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get you in no trouble. I'm fucking with you. All right. Will a fool right now? K100 radio. Don't tell us. We'll just have to wait like everybody else. But I appreciate the time, bro. All right. All right, man. For the show, K100 radio, and we're live right now. You are tuned to the K100 radio, hip hop and R&B. K100, you bastards. On K100 radio, the music industry conference call right now, man. It's been great so far, man. Shout out to Will a fool. Shout out to Corey Moore, our first two guests that we had. Uh, we still got Case Book. Casey Graham coming up, and we still got DJ Monte tracking him down. Uh, right now, let's go to our next guest real quick. Uh, Case, let me see. Yo. Case, Case Boogie, what's going on, bro? What's happening? Man, ain't too much. I'm jumping off calls and going from here to there, man. So, <laughs> I made it in time. All right, man, we got you right here. Let's load it up, man. Real quick, I want you guys, I want to uh, let you introduce yourself uh, to our broadcast real quick. You got the floor, man. Tell them who you are real quick. Uh, man, I'm a producer and engineer, Grammy winning. At that, uh, I worked on the um, song Blame on Alcohol with Chris Henderson. Uh, that's where I got my Grammy at. And, uh, man, it's just like a family on that record. You know, a lot of people got a Grammy from that. And, uh, man, just a lot of just a lot of placement work coming from the TV world and um, production, working with Hidden Beach with Jill Scott and engineering uh in the early days of chief sweat man oh my gosh this is a lot of people uh i'm trying to trying to make sure i don't forget anything um <laughs> let me help you out man. let me help you out uh oh. key sweat mm-hmm. key sweat jamie fox uh, mm-hmm. let's see uh arrested development keisha cole Idris elbow oh. boys in the hood dwelling uh you want me to keep going <laughs> we got everything. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> That's was, about was right. Like, <laughs> that sounds about right. I forgot, man. Yeah, yeah. No, we understand. Yeah, we understand. Man, no, we we did our research, fam. We did our research, man. And congratulations on the Grammy win and everything, man. And uh, I definitely got a lot of questions to ask you about that whole situation. Uh, you know, just being Grammy nominated, and you know the way the way a lot of people are perceiving the Grammys uh, for urban music. Um, you know, just we, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you know this, but like, like me and uh, Mugs a Million, uh, both of us are part of the Recording Academy, so we're both people that vote on the Grammys. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And um, we've been on a crusade trying to just get everybody to understand that it ain't all about it. It ain't always they fault. It's a lot of us that don't get involved with the Grammy process that should, as far as being quote unquote music mm-hmm. professionals that are not voting, and it's not them trying to keep you mm-hmm. out. Your ass just ain't being a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, right. it's a lot of stuff that we could talk about on that. You feel me? So I want to get into some of that stuff with you since you just took that award home, man. You feel me? And uh, definitely chop it up with you about that. But before we start, I always ask, I'm, I'm going to ask everybody these, this first question. All right. Can you tell me one or two of your most successful tracks and then give me one or two of the tracks that you just liked the most as a producer that, that was crafted with the artist that you just felt like was bangers? Real quick. Um... I'd probably say, well, the successful properties or projects, because I, I mix a lot with engineering and production. Uh-huh. So I, I'll say, I will definitely have to give it to Blame It. That's going to be the most successful, because that still lingers on today. Right. And I still get work off of that, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And then I'm going to probably say my first TV place. So I'm, I'm going to say the moves that made me, that that changed my, uh, my trajectory. First TV placement on TV one, and Blame It. Because that's both of them still get me work. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. And they keep me working in the world that I like. I like to work. So yeah. Okay. So the placement and, and the number mm-hmm. one hit. But what about what about the two songs that you just like? One or two songs that you just feel like, I fucking love those records. Those were the, those were just so dope. Which ones? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, uh, man, I like that joint I did last year with the rest of development. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Um, mm, that's a tough question. Man, you, I gotta go back and look at my, <laughs> my oldest <laughs> You gotta look gotta at your go. own discography. You only, it's a lot of music, ain't it? It's a lot of music, though. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot, man. It's, it's it's twelve years worth. You know what I'm saying? It's all mixed in for me. So I do I do a lot of work with independent, and then I do and you know just moving into the, the library aspect of it. I started moving you know into the library music style of recording. So tell me about that. Know, Let's hold on, hold on, hold on. Right now, you know what? This is this is really important, and and for several things that we've got going on over at K One's Radio. Let's bring 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 some of our producers and people into that world. You feel what I'm saying? Bring some of our producers into the world of of producing for temp, film, TV, licensing, uh, libraries. When you when you say that, because some people some people are going to be listening to this, and we want to use this as an educational tool. You feel me? And some people just don't understand mm-hmm. what it is that you just said. When you say you 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 mm-hmm. get into doing music for libraries, break that down. What is that for? <laughs> Why are you doing it? Why is how has it helped you? Okay, so basically, I like I like working. The library aspect is this. It's Music that's released from a business-to-business transaction only, right? So one business to the next business. I'm not selling from as a coming from an independent record label and selling down to the consumer so they stream it. That's one way. But the other way is I'm taking product, and it's never going to see the light of day for the public until they see it in the movies or on TV. So it works like this. Like, dude, I got a thousand tracks in my library that I can't offload fast enough for art. So what I do is I take it and I compile those tracks uh-huh. in and retrofit them so it works for TV. I take those and then I sell it to the library companies or to the sync licensors and do deals with them so that those tracks can make some money. Because you don't want the track sitting on your drive. Yes. You, know? you don't right. want to have to wait on the artist oh man you know what i'm saying if you got an independent artist man you know i got you know i got two stacks or whatever three stacks but that's just one go round. i need all this making money for me you got all this intellectual property sitting on your hard drive so it shouldn't sit there it should be making money for you while you sleep and then let the artist stuff make money as it comes and then you got you making money in, in, in two different traps you see what i'm saying i totally understand what you're now saying you yeah ways. yeah I, I totally understand what you're saying. I wanted you to break that down for everybody that's listening because I'm a preacher of, of of trying to get music to people in libraries and stuff like that because I just feel like essentially that's where all of this stuff is going to end up going. It's going to be at some point it's just like it's so much. It's so everybody's just bleating the, the music turn up dry when it comes to just selling music, you know, for 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 albums and mixtapes whatever. They just they, they've bled it dry almost to me. It seems you know what I'm saying you're not getting paid all your money off streaming and everything. And so, you know, for me, licensing and all that is just a, is, is just where it's at for artists and producers. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get that because the businesses, are, they're going to always have the money. The corporations and, all, mm-hmm. and, 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 and Hollywood, they're going to keep the money. They're going to keep some money. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Miramax, who, I don't, Tyler Perry, they, you, you're going to make you make more money for, for visual than you do for music 10 times over. Right. Easy. Mm-hmm. So that's just the nature yeah. of it. So but but I want you to 
can, if you if you don't mind a little a little a tad bit more specifics when you said okay i get it to the licensors and and, and the syncing people who are these people how do you how do you how do you meet these people how do producers get in touch with those guys to get their music to these libraries that people are picking from uh well my process was this um i had i actually went into a publisher i was in la and i got invited to a studio session so this is my introduction to it and they were like hey we need we need a song for this show on tv one i'm like all right bet i ain't, I ain't really doing nothing tonight so i'll come through i slid through and i did it and I, what i came to find out was that there's music supervisors that work on these shows yes they they're the ones music into the show right right so i said wait a minute it's a whole the market out here to sell this music you mean to tell me that i can go in with my songwriters or something rappers too you know songwriters are rappers too you know what i'm saying your homies or whatever that's rapping and you got you know what i'm saying this music that needs to be moved so for me the first step was okay well who's the music supervisor then i started learning i said well it's not just music supervisors it's coordinators everybody has a contact so you email them, you cold email them in the most the way you can, and then that's how you start. You start getting your your hands wrapped, your head wrapped around how this side of the business works, and you realize that okay, these people pay on time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, okay, wait a minute, all right, they pay on time. So those are the first two people, but they're like the hottest new age A and R. So you know, you got your record label A and R. That's one thing. That's cool. But the music supervisors, these are the golden ones that everybody wants. You see them rolling on the end credits of these shows. Those are the first people who you're going to contact. The higher up you go with those music supervisors, the less contact you're going to have with them. The lower you go down the list, you can talk to them. The higher you go up that list, you're going to run into the front desk lady, this, that, and the third. And they're not as easy to get in contact with. Mm -hmm. So then now you want to find another way in the door. And when there's a will, there's a way. You find a way into that door through music publishers and sync licensors. Right. All right? So you got your music supervisor, you got a sync licensor, uh-huh. and, and you have a music publisher. Top three ways to get your music on TV and film. Not, oh, man, you know I know somebody that knows somebody. Man, those three people right there. All right? All right. Top three ways in. All right. Thank you very much, sir. For those mm-hmm. of you, can, again, you know what I'm saying? If I, <laughs> I can say the same thing, which I have, you know what I'm saying, on the show. But I've never, I've never won a Grammy. So they don't take me, they, they, I, maybe, they, I don't know if they don't believe me or what, or whatever. You know, I haven't won a Grammy like you have. You know what I'm saying? So Case Boogie has, and he just told you, with all these placements and stuff that he's got going on, what he did, which was talk to the same people we've been trying to preach to y'all over here on K100 Radio. So I hope you guys are paying attention from the mouth of this guy. All right. But that's that's the move. That's what I'm trying to get. I'm that's what I'm trying to preach and re-preach to everybody. Hold on. Uh let me see if Muggs is on the line real quick. I think I think Muggs had fell off the line, but he wanted to come back on. Muggs. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been on here. I was wondering. I was like, man, I'm saying stuff. I ain't hearing nobody responding. <laughs> what the hell? All right, what's going on? What what up? No, that's all good. KCG, what up with you, boy? Man, what's happening, man? I wanted, I wanted to say something, man, because me and Muggs, man, we did a, uh, yeah, a project together. Yeah, I'm over here yelling. I'm like, hold up, man. All them critics, he yelling out people you don't work with. He got them, hey, Muggs a million in there, too, somewhere. You feel me, though? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but now we connected actually, man. I'm glad you brought up the film stuff with him, though, because that's why I brought Casey on, man, because that's his specialty, man. Like, that's how we actually even first touched bases was leaving the Georgia Music Day event downtown at the um, World Congress building or whatnot, man, and we touched bases on working together for a movie project, man, working working together, putting music together for a film, man. So that's his expertise, man. That's what he do. And, you know, even something else he was saying that I want a lot of people to realize, I just was schooling some young cats on it at SAE earlier. But how mm-hmm. you got in the door by engineering and then mm-hmm. opened up a world for him as a producer, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Producers out there that can work that board, don't limit yourself to just trying to make beats for artists, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Different routes open up different doors for you, man. Those engineers... You know, they, they get to see a side of these artists that a producer or another rapper or whatever won't get to see, man. They let their guard down for their engineer. You know what I mean? Man. They trusting, they trusting them with his life at that moment, man, in that studio session. So, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You got to like learn, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just all about getting in the building, man. You might not be able to walk straight through the front door, but if you get through a side window, man, do what you got to do. And Casey Graham is a prime example of that, man. And then walked away with a Grammy for it, too. So, man, look at God. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is how like me and uh, I think I think that I, I might have mentioned this to you mugs a while ago. Slade the monster that does a lot of stuff, little, little Uzi vert and all that. Yeah, yeah. We had a conversation uh, last year about that. We, I was like, man, what was what was the way that you got started? He was like, man, really, I just I just started engineering sessions, and then really? and then little Uzi would be in the studio all the time on a session. I was engineer and. One day it was like they didn't have no beats to write to, and he was like, "Well, man, I got some beats." Yeah, and I was man, turn up. Come on, man. And I, you never know. I, I was, uh, what's the dude name? Uh, Burroughs that worked with uh, David Banner all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Burroughs, yeah. he's an engineer, but he a producer as well. You know, and then yes, he started sir. working with Banner, and Banner's like, "Well, man, I need some new keys." And the next thing you man. know, you right on there. So don't neglect. Man, come on. <laughs> in school and learning how to engineer and actually you know getting on this grind and going in the back door because a lot of times you can sh- you can you can shoot tracks to artists all day but you need that face time and that relationship there you go. Time right artists and sometimes engineering is, is is a hot way to go all right get yes, i love that yes, answer sir. so for yeah, all my producer I, I, engineers out there all the producer engineers out there you guys take heed to what he just said there's a couple things that they just dropped and i want to make sure it doesn't go over everybody's head now, everybody doesn't know how to... Some of you guys are calling yourselves uh, engineers, and you're really not. You know what I'm saying? But if you yeah, are actually yeah, an engineer, you know, if, <laughs> if you are an engineer, man, like like they just said, uh, I, I think that's really great advice and a really great conversation to hear because, again, there's several ways to get to get around these people. You feel me? It's about getting around these people and yeah. then presenting yourself. Sometimes you can't walk in with, with your shit in your hand like, yo, I got this, I got this. No, sometimes you, you walk go. in and, 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 and working where you're needed, and then in conversation, in passing, oh, by the way, I've got this. And a lot of times people are more accepting of go. it at that particular moment when you're doing something. Like when you're when you're doing anything, if you just think about regular life, not even just the music industry, a lot of times if you're just sitting around chopping up with somebody and then somebody brings something up and then you say, oh, I've got that. At that point, they was already trying go. to find whatever the fuck it was anyway. And so you say you've got that. Now, if what you present them is up their alley, you, it, it, it doesn't it, right. It doesn't Man, feel like you're said, forcing. Right? Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're forcing them to eat up their. At that point, you're not. You're not. They don't feel like they're giving you their time. At that point, they feel like you're doing them a mm-hmm. favor. 
You feel what I'm saying? And there you go. Everything there switches. There you go, man. Everything switches. You know what I'm saying? Great conversation. Yeah. And then, like you said, and then something else he touched on, too, like you said, real quick, for the artists that might be tuning in, if you are an artist, rapper, whatever, singer, whatnot, if you're writing your own lyrics, man, you are a songwriter. Always look at yourself as a songwriter first, man, the same way with a producer, man. You know what I'm saying? Think about more ways to get your music out there other than iTunes, man. There's more ways to sell and get your music to the world, man, and make money off your music than just trying to hope it's going to be number one on the billboard, man. Absolutely. So, um, all right, let's 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 jump back into this thing over here with uh, Case Boogie. All right, Casey Graham, K100 Radio. Yes, you are tuned to the K100 Radio, hip-hop and R&B. K100, you bastards. All right. So, like I said, um, and we, this this has been a really good dynamic mix of of topics that we've had tonight. By the way, man, we've covered a lot over here, man. I'm so glad that we had a chance to chop it up with uh, about the publishing, and we talked it up about managers and placements and all kind of good stuff and leasing. Uh, I saw also real quick though, uh, 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 Case Boogie, that you do have uh, on your website, um, uh, which is uh, caseboogieatl.com. Go and check it out. That you do have mm-hmm. that you do have beats available uh, that people can download and get or whatever. What's the what's the going rate for a, a, a case boogie beat from an independent artist? You know what I'm saying? What do you do leases? What do you feel about the whole uh, environment of leasing tracks out or you know uh, stuff like that? We talked about that earlier, but I don't think he was on the line at that moment. I, but I see that you got a Man, on your website. Fine, because I know for, who else? Will, Will, Will the Fool was on earlier and then Corey Moe was on before that and right. I, I had another call I was on so I really wish I was going to be on for that one um, my thing is with leasing is when you're unknown just make sure that that contract that you have on your lease you know what I'm saying like your purchase lease thing right. is, is set in stone how you want it because it's going to be it's going to become a time where when you want to level up that the leasing thing will really tie you up. You know what I'm saying? You'll have the, the people that you might have leased the same beat a thousand times. And you know what I'm saying? You got a great leasing business going on and then you want to turn around and sell that beat to somebody that's going to really take it out of here. You, you kind of got to have your ducks in a row and figure out or, you, you know what I'm saying, set a couple beats aside and say, hey, I'm just going to lease these beats. These are lease beats only. Leave them over there. And the rest of the stuff is going to be made for shopping elsewhere. So don't yes, mix sir. up your lease beats with the stuff you're going to do for film. Don't mix up your lease beats with the stuff that you're going to shop to the actual artist is going to pay for it. Okay. And then if it's something that, you know what I'm saying? Because leasing, man, it, it causes a nightmare when it comes to copyright. It really do. You know what I'm saying? So make sure that contract that you have in there is straight. And if you're going to lease, Cause sometimes I do lease. I lease on the back end, and I don't lease for like twenty five. I lease like three hundred. Okay, All you right. know what I mean. All right, right, right. So, I, I, if you want me to break it down, I break it down. <laughs> you know. Man, but, break it down, down, break it down. I mean, down, but well, well, but I want to ask him about the Grammy stuff. If you want to know those actual, if you want to know those actual prices, and you want to get with Case Boogie, Case Boogie, Boogie Caseboogieatl.com. Go over there. He got services on the services tab. Click that. Get your quote. And matter of fact, while I'm over here talking about his website, he's got something very, very a technical, a technical part that he's got to pick that I've got to mention for all, for everybody who's interested. He's got uh, 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 they do mastering over there, and um, when you when you're mastering a track uh, on his website, it says step number one: audio file must have three dB 
of headroom to master. Number two, the mm-hmm. audio file must have 3 dB of headroom to master. Number three, the fucking audio file must have 3 dB of headroom to master. And fourth, and lastly, don't miss this part. The audio file must have 3 dB <laughs> of headroom yeah. to fucking master. Those are his four requirements. Yes, Tell me why is that so important? Can, can, we, can you just really jump into that real quick? for the artists and the producers. Why is that so important? You you do mastering services. Why is that so important? Can you just tell everybody what that is real quick? Because, I mean, uh, to keep it simple, the beat, you know, when the levels are hitting that zero area, you know, that, that red that you see on whatever it is you make, you don't want to have it just constantly sitting at that red because so your kick drum, it's not going to hit as hard as you want. You think it's hitting hard because it's loud, but it has to have room to go from the yellow to the red or from the green to the red. It's a simple, it, it's physics, it's a little scientific, but, I mean, for me, I study under, I mean, uh, like three master engineers now, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, to learn it, right. sitting under them, learning, asking, taking notes and all this stuff. So the beat, the kick drum, with, with you know, in hip-hop and rap and what everybody wants, it just got to have a place to hit. It's got to go somewhere. If you don't have nowhere for it to go, it's just going to be loud. It ain't going to bang in the club like you want it to. Right. So prime example would be Trap 808 is out here now where it's like, man, it's got some lows in it, but it ain't hitting the way I wanted to hit. That's because it's too loud already. You know what I'm saying? Mm, uh-huh. Mm. So for all the producers out there that's listening, if you're going to get somebody to master it, whether it's in the bedroom or whether it's in an actual mastering house facility, just give them that headroom. Because they're going to make it loud anyway. But you got to give them that headroom to work on it and do some surgery to your joint before, you know what I'm saying, before they turn it up. Also something that I've said a thousand times on K100 Radio, but when a Grammy Award winning producer and mix engineer says it, maybe you'll listen. Okay. Man, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Hold on real quick. Uh, give me. Let me pause real quick. Let me check and see if this is DJ Monte. Uh, DJ Monte, this you, bro? 803? Nah, this is Dick James, bro. Oh, Dick James. Oh, st- uh, stand by. What, you had a question? Just signing in. You sent me the link, so I figured I'd check in with y'all tonight. Oh, okay. All right. St- man, so, we appreciate you tuning in, bro. For yes, sure, sir. Timo. The homie Absolutely, Timo James. Thank you, for, uh, yep. thank you for calling in and uh, tuning in and checking us out. All right, so let me jump back over here to Case Boogie. All right, Case Boogie. One last thing I want to mm-hmm. uh, address with you, bro. Is about the Grammys mm-hmm. now. Now tell everybody again. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody again uh, the, the the record uh, that you've got the Grammy Award for, if you don't mind, real quick. Yeah, so it was it was the Jamie Foxx "Blaming on Alcohol." That's right. what I got it for. All right. What 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 right. what what role did you play on everything? You know how, how what role did you play on the record? My role that I played on that record was I was engineering. I man, I knew the record was a hit before it came out. We knew it was a hit. When I heard it for the first time, it was halfway done. And so I was I was basically an engineer and an editor. I had only been in the game for two years. Didn't know much of much about anything about the business. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I knew when I heard it. I was like, yeah, that's that's I was glad to be a part Right. Everything. Before right. Before Jamie even got on it, it was other people that wanted that record. You know what I mean? It was a lot of other people that wanted it. It went through a lot of hands. Mm. So, right. Yeah, man. So, so mm. you got you, uh, you hit him up. You got the, you got the award. Now, 
there's there's the, me of course like i said earlier me and me and mugs we've we've been on a on a crusade to try to recruit more um more more of us more black people uh, Casey, know, Casey know yeah. i've been on him about it right about yeah, about, about getting more of us involved in the actual grammy process becoming members of the recording academy and all that and actually shaping the narrative you feel me instead of just trying to you know just yeah. trash it trash it trash it so much and i'm i, I can tell you yeah. i was guilty of it myself I myself used to talk a lot of shit about the Grammy Awards until I actually found, met somebody, you know, and they was like, listen, why don't you just try to be a, you, you well qualified, you, I'm pretty sure you can get in. I tried, they accepted me, and now for the past, this is my fourth year, I've been voting on the awards myself, you know, and I always, I always vote, uh, you know, in the producers categories, uh, hip hop and um, R&B, and of course, the main one, song of the year, uh, album of the year and all that. Right, so let me ask you this: You, you, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the process. What, what, do you, what do you think it would take to get more producers, artists, just qualified, well qualified black people, black music professionals to get involved with the process to stop all this damn complaining they do every year the Grammys come out? What do you think? What do you think we can do to help that? I mean, I, you know what? Let me say this because I, I don't know how many people listening. You got to look at it as more than just a place to vote for the Grammy. It's like a, it's a fraternity that you can you can get involved with. I call it a fraternity, sorority, whatever you would call it. Some type of, you know, type of common union that you can get involved with that you can build so many great the relationships that you want to build. They're there, right? Right. So if, even if you move voting out of the way, the usefulness of the recording academy is there for the networking of getting from point A to point B, and point B is being that place that you always wanted to get to because everybody who you kind of want to talk to is either in the Atlanta chapter, LA chapter, Nashville chapter, New York chapter, they're there. And all you have to do is utilize it and go through the events. It's the same thing as if you were a member of ASCAP or BMI and you went to their event. Like, so now the added benefit is now that you can submit your stuff to get voted on for the Grammy. And that's the plus. That's the icing on the top. The awards is the icing. It's the networking, the close-off networking and exclusive networking that you get in the Recording Academy that makes it so sweet. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So Thank to get you. us for right. it, with the academy, I thought I would just throw that out there because it, you know what I'm saying it. You can network at a lot of events, but you kind of go through a lot of BS at you know public events. Right. When you get into these industries that are closed off, you get to see some of the movers and shakers, and I think that's what a lot of producers and songwriters that may, may be on this line need to need to understand. Just get involved with the communities that you're in, whether it be TSAC, ASCAP, the Recording Academy, BMI. You know, you name it. Get to those exclusive events and and start networking there. That's the that's the true benefit of it. The awards is icing on top. Ah. And then if you mad about the awards, well then just become a voting member. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and get and, and you know. Yeah. All that, all that stuff that we we've been saying, we've been preaching. I mean, you know, me and Muggs, uh, Muggs, I, I think he has, yes, a background, he has some background noise, but I got you, I, I think you got it cleared up, so I had, uh... Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, 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 that was my bad. I should have hit mute. Right, so, um, so, you know, everything that Case Boogie just said is just, like, so important, man, you feel me, in the grand scheme of things, 
It's one of the me one of the reasons that once I became a member of the Recording Academy, I've made it kind of like my mission. You feel what I'm saying? To 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 to, to try to help and spread the word to other music professionals. And the thing is, it's people that's listening probably right now on Instagram, right now on Facebook, who probably can be who probably can qualify and, and they just have it. And they like, oh well you gotta pay a membership fee. The shit is like the price of a pair of sneakers, fam. A year. Per yeah. year. You feel right. what I'm saying? It. Like that's it's it. It, it to me it's just completely crazy that people are using the price of all things. The price of and, membership is is not man, I don't even I want to talk about I want to talk about that. That's crazy. Real quick, I want to give people some inside info too. Real quick, you know what I'm saying? And I should be good to put this out there because it was in the it was a year ago in the process. But I was on the membership committee down there in Atlanta, and I remember going to one of the membership meetings, and some of the people that we had recently got signed up for as members. This was in 2016. Now, guess who popped up on that list as recent members that Jesse got signed up? The Migos. Right and now, here they is, boom! This year, you wonder why they was nominated. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they got a part of the process, and they made sure that they was able to be in a position to submit their own music, vote for it, spread the word around to their peoples, and thus you see them nominated for Grammys now. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it works, man. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. All true factuals that I saw in black and white the year after they, I just seen them on the membership list as new members. And the year after they sign up as members, bro, they nominated for Grammys, man. Period. It's Just very like simple. That. It's very simple. Hold on one second, fellas. Just like that. Let me see if this is DJ Monte. Uh, four four three seven five four. This Monte. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it is? What it is, bro? What's going on, there bro? Go, there, there you go. go. There you go. All right, this your boy Don Diesel. This is your boy Don Diesel calling in from Baltimore City, man. What it is? Oh, what's going on? This, I thought it was DJ Monte. This oh, who okay. Well, no, nah, that ain't Monte. Yeah, no, nah, that ain't DJ Monte. Who is this? Is Who is this again? It's Tree checking in, though, bro. Tree checking in. This is Don Diesel, bro. Don Diesel. Uh, entertain, entertain our artists, you feel me? CEO, local nonprofit owner, you feel me? Oh, okay. Baltimore City in the building. All right, Baltimore in the building, man. You guys are going through something up there, man, with that public transportation shutting down. Sheesh. What in the hell? Yeah, man, going on. that's crazy. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on in the city. You feel me? You know they were shutting down the schools for a while. They couldn't get the heat on for real, man. It's, it's a lot of crazy, crazy stuff in the infrastructure going on around here. That's crazy, man. Well, I appreciate you checking in. Did you have a question for Case Boogie, real quick, since you're on the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to ask um, a quick question that's pertaining to what y'all was talking about. First off, definitely congratulations on all y'all success in the game so far, and. um you know, all the good work that y'all doing. But pertaining to the, the thing that you were just speaking on as far as, like, you know, us putting ourselves in positions to actually get on uh, those committees and things like that, do you think um, going through, like, agencies to this point uh, would be, like, null and, null and void and just to just do things more independently or to still kind of play with those, like, promotional companies that can – more or less be doubled as consultant agencies that can get you in those different places as as well on your own. Like, what do you think is the best way to go about that? All right. Well, I'll... let me ask, uh, before you, uh, agency. What do you mean by agency? What are you talking about? Music promotion or... Well, uh, like they have like they have like two different types that I'm speaking on specifically. Like I'm speaking, of course, they have the, the the music promotion companies that you know can be like blogs, and they have five or six different uh, uh, profiles that tweet your music out. But I also mean like consultant agencies or talent agencies that you know have opportunities where they can get you bookings and get you in like 
BET award shows and things like that. Like to the point of, um, yeah, like to the point of, is that something that you think is something that we just buying into just to get into that system? Or do you think that we can do that independently as well to get in those places without actually selling all that music to get in those places? You know what I mean? That's basically what I'm saying. Okay, and last question, do you have an artist? Yes, I'm an artist myself, and I also have um, artists that I'm affiliated with as well. I sent some music down to K1 100 before, and I uh, had a, a music session that I sent my music as well to uh, the music, music mag. Um, making the mag? Uh, making yeah, the mag. Making the mag, yeah, right. the making the mag. Uh, it was like a listening session, and they played some of my music down there, so I got a lot of feedback from a few people down there as well. Blizz, Blizzum from K100 and, okay. you know, a few different people. So, yeah, I'm an artist, and I have affiliate artists as well. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, if y'all don't mind, Mugs, let me, uh, let, me, uh, let me answer this question, because um, I have an artist myself. And I actually have a team, man. It's been a long time uh, uh, coming for me to actually have a, uh, my own artist and actually have a nice A-list team behind them. So, um, when it comes to, like, online promotion and things like that, dealing with the blogs, I just... Let me keep it clear because I've I've had I'm on artist number thirteen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And finally just learning the science behind all of this through all the technology changes and everything like that, through the blog age. The blog age is gone. So if somebody comes to you telling about something they can get stuff on the blogs, let me be clear that blogs only will account for a maximum of thirteen percent of your overall traffic. That's not in terms of conversions to sales. You're talking about 13% of all of the traffic that will come to see you will be coming in from blogs, into your social media sites, into your websites, whatever you have. So the online promotional people that say they can get you the, the, the you know, the exposure you need is a lot of times it's a scam. Now it used to be cool back in the day. I think, well, what was that DJ Pool? It was like Green Tracks or something like that? Oh, Green, green Tracks is... Green, <laughs> Yeah, green, but green. I don't even know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know who's listening or whatever. But I mean, green tracks is totally not oh. what that was. What is that now? Now we have. There are there are some effective DJ pools now that I can attest to and tell you that as a program yeah. director, there are some that are good, but not that. That one is completely fell off to me. Like, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like, it's, it's certain DJ pools that you want. To, you want to verify the pool first, and you want to verify that if they're going to send this stuff. First of all, I wouldn't even deal with this, the mass email stuff. I would go directly to the DJ pool that I know would get it directly to the DJ, right? That's one out. Because if we're talking about strictly, you know, DJ mailers and online promotion, that's one way. Now, the agent, and, and, and I'll answer the second part of your question when it comes to getting shows. Uh, if you're doing it, you're coming out of Baltimore, you're doing it on a local level, Right, you there's, there's, there's some things that artists need to be aware of. You have what is called a talent buyer, and you have a booking agent. The talent buyers are the people that buy talent for the venue, or the venue talent buyer themselves. They actually work at the venue, and they go out and they look for talent that can actually come into their venue to do a show. Right, you do a great show, then the talent buyer may refer you to a booking agent. That booking agent charges a fee kind of like a management fee on top of the booking price. Two different things, but these people get you booked. You do great shows, and you go from the talent buyer to the booking agent to an agency. Just like that. So if you're going from 
a hundred dollars a show, and then you're gonna jump to a thousand dollars a show. By the time you get to the agent, you're probably running at seventy five hundred to twelve thousand five hundred entry level on the agent. That's how it goes. Talent buyer, booking agent, agent. Talent buyer, booking agent, agent. So that's how that's how the show world works, like that. All hope right. I answer. Uh, hope, hope I yeah yeah it's pretty 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 uh comprehensive man i was basically just looking for that insight um basically what you're saying is to go at the talent buyers directly first you know and instead of trying to you know climb up that ladder but at the same time I, i've been reached out to you from some booking agencies because my music was on different platforms and you know i had fans in different continents and um entertainment the night follows me you know a lot of different things labels and reached out so I don't know, maybe the agency level is something that I might have skipped and jumped the level, but I see what you're saying, like, try to go directly to the talent buyers, because those are the ones that will get you paid for the shows, and actually get you in with the booking agents, and up to that level, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I think it, it's all customary, you know what I'm saying, so I don't want to say your situation would tailor fit that, mm-hmm. but it's all customary, you may you may already do 1000 or 3500 or 5000 a show, I don't, I don't know what your base calls for, but Either way, if the booking agent or the agency feels that they can get you a show and they they have seen your show, they liked your show, and they feel that they can get the money that they can get for you, then go for it. As long as you feel like they're working for you and you can pick up the phone and get them on the phone, then to do it. i do it. You know? Appreciate that. Definitely, man. I appreciate that, bro. Definitely. Right. Good good, good insight, man. Like I said, thanks a lot, uh, Corey Moe, Willa Fool. Shout out to all y'all. DJ Monte, if you ain't calling. Yeah, Casey Graham, all y'all, man. Y'all definitely... Definitely uh, give good, good information to the people, man. Tell my man Blizzard, I said what it is, too, bro. Absolutely, man. Thank you for calling All in. Right. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate, right. your, I appreciate your expertise on that. And uh, that was a great answer. I couldn't, I couldn't have said it any better myself. And again, it always sounds better yes, coming sir. from the guy with the Grammy. Right? Yeah. It always sounds yeah. better coming from right. those guys. We can tell y'all, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like how you, you know, your mama may tell you something, but then, you know, you don't believe it. Mom, she's yeah. talking about it. Then somebody go yeah. out in the street and they tell you, you be like, a word? For real, bro? Yeah, bro, but uh-huh. you know, mama told you the same, same shit. Same thing mama just told <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> Mama told you the same shit. That's kind of how. But we love, our, we love our artists and we love everybody that's over here checking us out at K100 Radio. We really appreciate everybody who's been rocking with us for this whole um, segment, man. It's really been great. Uh, this uh, uh, music industry conference call uh, with our guest. Uh, we... Um, DJ Monte hit me on IG a minute ago, and he was somewhere where he couldn't get a, get on the call, but he hit me up, um, and he just hit me up on the IG, so hopefully we can still get him to call in, because we still got a couple of minutes, so hopefully we can still get him on the line, uh, but, you know, either, either, either way, it was so much information that was given out, like, I'm good right now, you know what I'm saying, because in between Willa Fool, Corey yeah. Moe, and Casey, Case Boogie, man, it was like some real jewels given out and plenty of games, so it was definitely a success. Um, anything you want to close out with, Case Boogie, before we go, bro? Um, man, uh, yeah, so my artist, man, you can check her out. She's like, a, uh, she sings jazz, but she's over, she sings over lo-fi and like current day indie R&B style music. She goes by the name of Baby Rose. You can follow her at uh, Baby Rose Music on Instagram or go to babyrosemusic.com. Me, I am Case Boogie. You can find me at caseboogieatl.com on Instagram, caseboogieatl on Twitter and Facebook, caseboogieatl. Can't miss it, caseboogieatl. 
All right, man. Oh, Make yeah. sure you hit him up, man. And I, I mean, I, I, I haven't had a chance like Mugs to work with you, but I would definitely, definitely myself, just love to uh, at some point get up with you, man, and uh, chop it up because we haven't phys- physically met. But I'm, I'm glad to have you on the broadcast on this show. I appreciate you taking your time out. And um, like I said, I definitely like to, you know, I may hit you up myself. You just giving out this contact information. I may be the one to hit you up. Like, yo, let's 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 chop it up. You feel me? Because uh. Yeah, yes, sir. You know. Hit me up, man. My line is open, man. So you know, anybody that's on the line, notifications. They'll be, they'll be coming through my phone or emails. But you know, hit me up. Absolutely. Oh, email info at boogie atl. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Info at he said he said info I, at case boogie and, and, atl. And man, you know, just vouching for working with him personally, man. You would never think that this was a Grammy winning, super, you know, successful type of engineer producer that he is, man. Super humble cat, down to earth, man. Super creative genius, man. Like, I got number love and respect for you, Case Book. You already know, bro. We just down, man. You my guy. So, look, appreciate you, you know, for joining me, man, and dropping jewels on the people, man. Man, ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. Absolutely, bro. Really appreciate it. All right. K100 Radio. You are tuned to the K100 Radio Hip Hop and R&B. We normally have only like three people on the music industry conference calls anyway. I thought we was pushing it before. You know what I'm saying? But Yeah, yeah it yeah. worked out, man. It worked it, out, you know what I'm saying? Because we call early. Yeah. Yeah, Corey Moe called early. It still worked out perfect. in right quick, so yeah. it all worked out, man. Yeah. That was cool. I thought we was pushing it, trying to do the four anyway, but you know what I'm saying? But at least DJ, uh, DJ Munter hit me, and he told me what was up, and he was like, man, it was, it was, it was yeah. something that came up. So I was like, oh, I can't be mad at what he just told me on the Instagram. So he was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he'll make it up to me. He's a solid dude. I fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I believe every word he just hit me up about. But anyway, we'll get him. We'll, we may just have to get a one-on-one with him at another time or something like that. But anyway, we had a lot of information oh, yeah. that was passed out tonight. Uh, we're running up on the end of the show, end of the segment. We only got about 15 minutes scheduled left anyway. Uh, but uh, a lot of things that were, that, that were went over. But um, if you missed any parts of this, all right, I'm trying to tell you, man, again, Major Jews was given out. Of course, you know, we're going to post this on our YouTube page. We're going to post this on our SoundCloud page. It'll be up within 24 hours on both of them. Or you can go to the Facebook page and, and look at it from there. You feel me? And see some of the comments and some of the feedback. You feel what I'm saying? Either way it go, you know, we, we don't, we, 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 we leave the content up so you can have it. Because, again, this particular segment that we do with the Music Industry Conference Call is all about learning. Some people have conference calls and it's all about just talking to the guest. And just just learning about their music or what you know about them. Per- but for us, we use these as like teaching moments. Every every time we do one of these, the goal is for you to learn something if you listen listen in. And I'm pretty sure each one of these guys had something that uh, you could learn from if you didn't know some 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 serious lessons. Um, like I said with Corey Mo, I think the, the the most significant thing he said is he had a he had a lawyer before he had a manager, a publicist, or anything early on. And that was a great way, a great reason for his success. Uh, Will of Fool uh, brought us some good points about working with artists beforehand and, and actually loving what it is that you do because it's going to be a bumpy road. And if you actually love this shit, it won't seem so hard and so long because you're going to do it any fucking way for free. And then just sit back, be patient, and shit will come to you. And um, all of the licensing information that, Gase, that uh, Case Boogie gave out is just shit you pay for when you go to panels at music festivals. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's shit you pay for to get on, you know, yeah. to, to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that that shit right there. You feel me? So I definitely um felt like all three of the guests that that did uh, check in were great. Anything you want to add, Muggs, before we get ready to shut this one down? 
Oh, man, speaking of panels, man, I'm going to piggyback off of that, man. If you're in the Nashville area, I got a panel coming up this Saturday, February 17th, starting at 12 p.m. Um, at the SAE Institute, Downtown Music Row right there. It's a, um, I'm actually about to be, I got like three seats left. Three to three to four seats left, maybe, man. RSVP's been coming in. I'm almost shut down. But if you want to sneak your RSVP in there, if you're in the Nashville area, um, the mic info at gmail.com. T-H-E-M-I-C-C info at gmail.com. I got about four seats left doing a panel on making money behind the scenes in the music industry. So basically kind of covering some of this same stuff, man. Music licensing, the importance of PROs and performance royalties. And, and stuff like that, man. We're going to be talking about production and engineering. Some of the same stuff we just covered, man. So you're in that Nashville area, you come check me out live and direct with that. And um, other than that, man, you know, everything that was said, you know, like you said, man, we here to educate the people, man. You know, right. I feel like by educating them and motivating them, we can elevate them. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way we're going to be able to take the industry to the next level is the independence and underground artists, man. We got to educate ourselves. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And something that, you know, I keep, you know, keep hearing Corey Mo saying, and I, I'm kind of, I feel like that myself at times, you know what I'm saying? Blizzard, I'm sure you can relate too. Man, I'm old school, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so, believe it or not, some of those old school ways, man, y'all new cats need to get up on as far as structure and business tactics, man. You know what I'm saying? I think that's something that really slipped away, like you said, Kelby said, the generational breakdown is, you know, our generation, man, we come from doing this for real. You know what I'm saying? We was young and first getting into it. You know, you had to go pay for real studio time. Your partners never been had no studio. Back when I first cut my first record, you know what I'm saying? We was recording on ADAT. Right, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You had to record at real studios. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. So you had to have your stuff together, man, and had to actually be about this business. You know what I'm saying? It is a business. And especially us ones that got a little older, we got families and stuff now, we don't have time to play with it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you in this and you playing with it, man, just try to move around out of the people way who really doing this for real, man. You know what I'm saying? That, that's my little key that I just want to throw out there to people, man. If you playing with it and play with it somewhere else, you know what I'm saying? Don't <laughs> play with it in the areas yeah. where people doing this for real let, man. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Keep the play stuff where players, where you, you know what I mean? Just play over there. You know, and yeah. then to your guy that tuned in on to just ask the question, man, my guy that was just in, on, on there from Baltimore, man, you know, we're in a day and age now, man, where it's about direct to consumer and direct connections and affiliations with people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the libraries and the agencies and, and all of that's cool, man. But, you know what I'm saying? You have to always think about the end of the day, especially when you're doing stuff online, the World Wide Web. There's a lot of hustles out there. You know, people find a way to send you an email and say, hey, I found your music and checked you out. I have people email me about stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, where I meet you at? And they can't even tell you a venue or tell you, you know what I'm saying, what, what song that you like the best song? Are you talking about you heard my music? What was <laughs> your favorite song on the mixtape? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you got to learn how to pick these questions. people and make sure they ain't just picking you. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> because there's a lot of hustles going on. Yeah. Everybody is an yeah. A&R now. Everybody got a label and everybody got affiliations to this and affiliations to that. But, you know what I'm saying, one small and last key advice, if anybody charging you a such and such A&R or talent agency or whatever, and they charging you to listen to your music, come on, bro, you're being hustled, dog. First of all, A and R is not A and R's are not A and R real A and R's for major labels are not online soliciting 
people, period. No, that's, they're not doing it. That's they're just like that's just like it, common sense. That's that's, that's the common sense. Trump label telling us that. Yeah, that's that's common. That's common sense shit. You feel what I'm saying? That we just know yeah. that at this point, at this point in 2018, we should just know. But here's the thing about uh, here's the thing, and people be like, how how can you fall for the scam? Let me tell y'all something, man. Everybody likes to talk shit about you know how can you fall for this scam and that scam. But I'm a, I'm gonna break something down to you. This every people. Just like you getting older, new people are born every day, every second. You feel me? So every even day. though we even though we live in the age of Google, you're still going to have some 16, 17, 18-year-old kid who's who's just now getting their feet wet or a 19-year-old person or somebody maybe even 20 who just really started deciding to, to, to pursue music who really just don't know. Even though you've got – even though the information is out there in Google, you can't just pick up Google and say, hey, yeah. Google, make me a music industry guru. No. You still got to know where to yeah. go, yeah. what resources to look for, what platforms to rock with, what shit that you read on the internet yeah. is actually wrong and not factual. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? You yeah. have to de- you yeah. have to you have to decipher yeah. all of this shit, fam. You feel me? So you can't just say, that's well, just Google everything and that's the answer just because we got Google now. You feel what I'm saying? We had books back in the day, libraries, nah. and motherfuckers were still stupid. Yes, sir. Had you feel to, what I'm saying? Go read them, bro. Same had information was in books. Yes, yeah. Sir. So so the, the 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 main thing that when we do in this particular segment is to just give you and and, and again, people people take information and soak it in i don't know why from people better from people who they feel like have already done it for real who've already reached a level of success which is why we do the music industry conference call so then we can sit here and tell you the same thing but you know blizzard hasn't won a grammy i've I've done a lot i've accomplished a lot haven't won a grammy i vote for grammys haven't won a grammy well we can bring guy over here that's won a grammy ask him the question you feel what i'm saying let him yeah. answer the same answer, the same answer that I gave you already already on one of the other episodes. He just gave you the answer. Maybe you'll digest it. Maybe you'll understand it. Maybe you'll believe it more. You shouldn't. You could research me just like you could research him. You feel me? But the whole point of us doing these shows is because there's always a new crop and new breed of people. You feel me? And then there's always people yeah. out here that are just passing out false information. And you may think you really know some yeah. shit and you really don't. So we try to make sure that all the accurate information is given out to the people on this particular platform. You feel me? And that's what this particular segment is all about with the MICC. So I appreciate everybody for uh, checking out this particular uh, segment with the producers. Again, if you missed any parts of this, check it out on our SoundCloud or our YouTube channel. Subscribe. The least you can fucking do. If you if you sat here and soaked up all this free game, the fucking on, least, the least you could do is go like our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You feel me? And follow our SoundCloud. I mean, why? That's the least you could fucking do for us, fam. I mean, you could do more, but I mean, the least you could do for all this. I mean, it still costs us money for all these computers and all this internet shit to work, motherfucker. None of this shit is free. You know what I'm saying? So the least you could do was support us and tell a friend about it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Maybe generate some eyes our way, which in turn could generate. Uh, more advertisers or opportunities for us to uh, monetize what it is that we do over here at K100 Radio. So don't soak up all our free game and then don't at least like our fucking YouTube channel on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man, go find your boy on IG, man. Find me on Instagram yeah. at M-U-G-S underscore a million. Yeah. I'm trying to get my numbers up. M-U-G-S underscore a million. And we got an actual the mic page. You can go like. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get more people in tune to the actual mic page so I can start throwing out more games and doing some live videos and all that. So just find the mic, M-I-C-C, just the way it is, T-H-E-M-I-C-C. Find the mic on Facebook. Like that. Stay tuned for info. And find your boy, Mugs A Million, on Instagram, M-U-G-S underscore a million. Just like that. 
Tamara Bubble says she's going to be. How far is Knoxville away from Nashville, Mugs? Uh, she got like two and a half hours, three. You know what I mean? Come she on, says, let me. She says she's going to be in. Trip. We're giving away a million dollars worth of game for free. She says she's going to be in um, uh, Knoxville all weekend in the songwriting sessions, and she may come up there and holler to you for the mic segment. So she just said that over hey, on Facebook. Hey, if she's doing songwriting sessions, tell her, get at me for that too. I'm uh, hey, the right hook. Let's do that. <laughs> but yeah, right. if she come through, holler at your boy, boy. All right. Appreciate everybody I'll for rocking with us. Sneak her through the back door. But yeah, man, we appreciate everybody tuning in. And again, yeah. man, everybody caught the segment earlier, man. Appreciate y'all, man, lifting my moms up in prayer and, and all of that good stuff too, man. And uh, all my ATL people, man, all my Grammy ATL people down that way. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to miss no names. I ain't going to shout none out. But all my Atlanta chapter Grammy people, you know what I'm saying? My dynamic producer fam. Uh, all my producers down that way I connected with my home girl Rochelle High 16 all the artists I done connected with Blizzle man hey Blizzle man this boy here he named the radio station the right thing the dude is 100 you know what I'm saying like for real talk and you know kind of like we touched on earlier man it's about where you meet people networking Casey said join the Grammy so you can network on a different level that's how y'all got the MICC right now it's because of a Grammy event that he showed up at that I showed up at. Right. We end up together, and now we got the mic. You know what I'm saying? K100 Radio, man. Just like that. Absolutely, man. All right. Appreciate everybody for rocking with us so over this here. Stuff, this, yeah. On K100 yes, sir, Radio. Man. Good, good, good deal, man. Y'all hold it down out there, man. ATL, Nashville. I'm back. Holler at your boy. We in here. Yes, All sir. Right. We up against the clock right now. It's coming up on 10 o'clock, so I appreciate everybody for rocking with us. Please hang around. Download our mobile app and check out the music, man. Rock with the music. I mean... Yeah, I mean, like, like I hear y'all complaining all the time about, uh, you know, the rotation on FM and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I mean, have you ever checked out the rotation over on Cable 100 Radio? Rock with it. I mean, you're going to hear some stuff you ain't never heard, obviously. We specialize in independent music, and we play the music that you haven't, you know, uh, heard. But we play some of the hits and some of the stuff that you're familiar with, too, as well. So check us out. You know what I'm saying? You know, throw the app on. Throw it on your Bluetooth or whatever. Or when you're at the gym working out and when you're just riding around and you want to try something different. You know what I'm saying? Get our app. It's free. Uh, it's, it's, we got it for the iPhone and the uh, um, and the uh, Android. All right? And it uh, plays in the background. You feel what I'm saying? doesn't eat up a shitload of data. You know what I mean? Or if you are a TuneIn Radio user, uh, by all means, rock with us over there on TuneIn Radio. Uh, because we're at, just type in K100 Radio. Always put the dash. It's easier for us to find. We'll come right up to the top. Just put in K-100. If you put the dash in there, we'll show up on every platform easy. YouTube, SoundCloud, whatever. Just put the K dash 100 radio the way it's literally spelt, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be able to um, you'll be able to find us really easy. So I appreciate everybody for working with us, man. This was a great MICC uh, music industry conference call tomorrow. Ninety seconds. Oh my bad, I forgot to turn off the, um, that. Tomorrow we got some direct line interviews coming up. So from five to seven, we got two more hours on K 100 radio tomorrow. Five to seven, we got direct line interviews. We got one coming up at seven o'clock with seven a done done. And then at, uh, at, at 5 o'clock with 7A Done Done, 5.30, Voorhees. Uh, those are two artists. And then we got two authors. Uh, the homie Lalo just wrote a new book. And then uh, DJ Sunflower, homegirl DJ Sunflower, she just wrote a new book about domestic abuse. Those guys are coming up at 6 and 6.30. So tomorrow from 5 to 5 to 7, all right, we got a whole round of direct line interviews. I hope you guys can tune in, check out some of this music. Check out some of uh, what these authors have to say about their books and their personal experiences. That's tomorrow right here on the same Facebook channel, same IG channel. All right. Or you can listen to it on the mobile app on K100 Radio. I appreciate everybody for rocking with us, man. We out of here.
You are tuned to K100 Radio Hip Hop and R&B. The hottest hip hop and R&B mixes on K100 Radio. I go by the name of Mike Smith. I'm from Miami, Florida, and I just signed a slip and slide record. You know we putting on for Dade County, Broward County, Palm Beach County. Temple, Tallahassee, Fort Pierce, Bear Glade, Cluiston, Bradenton, from the Panhandle to Key West, M-I-A-F-L-A. Yeah, the M-A's running the compound now, nigga. Two say I'm all in, let's get it, nigga. We gon' take it back to that gutter shit. That pain shit, that struggle shit, cause I ain't really feeling all 